You're listening to the Down the Pub podcast, Canada's premier football show. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. guests this week are Italians. They have a love for Italian football. We have a Roma fan, a Juve fan, and two Napoli fans. They are all secret Tottenham fans as well. Ladies and gentlemen, the landlord and the staff of the Down the Pub podcast are pleased to be joined by the lads from the Siri A-Holes podcast and also by the professor himself, James Covey. So this this week on the Down the Pole podcast, we have been taken over by <clears throat> the Tifosi, I guess would be a great word to describe you all. Uh, the the biggest bunch of a-holes I know. So um, <laughs> we, we thought it would be a great idea to talk some Italian football and stuff like that, because normally we just talk about the CPL and the Premier League, and it's good to uh, get a different perspective on life. So... Um, you just want to introduce yourselves, uh, let the people know who you are, and then we'll get started. We'll start with you, James. You're the, you're the professor here, so. <laughs> All right, well, uh, I'm James Covey, and uh, I'm uh, with uh, Privateers 1882, which is the supporters group for Halifax Wanderers FC in the Canadian Premier League, but uh, also been watching... Italian football since I was really little, which was a long time ago. <laughs> hey, I want to say this. Ciao a tutti. Ciao a tutti. Agora cominciamos. Ciao a tutti. Ciao a tutti. Ciao a tutti. And Giamo. So for people who don't speak Italian, that means fuck Juve. Okay, so... Uh... <laughs> bring it on, it bring it on, bring week. it on. It does this week. Forza <laughs> Juve. Oh, so, so what about... Gabagol, so... what was your team? Are you a Juventino too? No, I'm not. <laughs> what's that? No, I'm a Napoli fan. You're Oh, you're a Napoli. If you don't know... Same, same with Tommy. If you don't know, Tommy and I are brothers. Yeah, but it's, I know it's, brothers it's, that are friends because, like, for example, Chris is... He's a big Man United fan, and his brother is an Arsenal fan. So, oh wow! Well, yeah. well his brother's a smart man, you know. <laughs> oh, Jesus! There's the first pinch of the day. There's the yeah. first pinch yeah. of the day. Yeah. Um, the last. Chris is here. So it, if, it, let me just put it to you guys this way: if if there was a Juve fan in our immediate family, they would have probably been disowned a long time ago. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, I'm Tommy Matera. Um, I'm an assistant coach at Columbia University, and I'm also a national team scout for U.S. Soccer. Uh, youth national team scout, I should say. Um, and I am a Napoli fan. I guess you really can't say by choice because it was kind of born into it. Um, Chris, Chris Gabagul and I's father was born in, on the island of Ischia, 
which is off the coast of Naples. And he came here in 1967 and we were, it was kind of born into us. So that's how we became Napoli fans. It's my dad's fault that I'm a Spurs fan. So I feel your pain. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, I'm not, I'm not upset about it, but yeah. (laughs) So, uh, if you're, if your bro there wants to, um, tell the people who he is as well, we'd appreciate it. Yeah, no, absolutely. My name's Chris, uh, go by Gabagool. Um, thanks to Tony. I will say I was dubbed that nickname. I'm fine with it. I own it. Um, yeah, grew, you know, grew up playing the sport as well. Um, I'm Tommy's younger brother. So, you know, if you know what that means, I I thank you for, for feeling my pain. Um, and, uh, no, yeah, grew up a Napoli fan. Um, you know, obviously influenced heavily by my dad and my no, no. Um, so yeah, just, you know, grew up playing the sport, live, breathe, everything about it. Um, yeah. And happy to be with you guys. You know, obviously you see the belt here, obviously, you know, Gabagool is the champ. We all know this. And, uh, one thing I haven't, one thing I haven't, you know, shown Tony yet, but Tommy knows, but this is a clock I got in Italy back in 2012 and it's my Napoli clock. It was wow. hand carved. So actually, I thought it was yeah. a dart. I thought it was a dartboard there for a second. No, it's a, it should, it should be. Oh <laughs> yeah. uh, no! Yeah, we we're only Napoli fans in this house. That's it. Okay. So we we all have our crosses to bear. You know, your your Tommy's brother Andrew, a Napoli fan. So God bless you. Oh jeez, um, <laughs> so, the shade being thrown around right now. It's great, so, Tony. If you want to uh, let the people know why you sold out and became a Juve fan, with uh, oh yeah, but, <laughs> easy, easy option. Easy option. <laughs> so, I, I, really, I really don't want to hear what this fucker has to say. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Until yeah, you get the Venmo account to get him higher on uh, listen, account, right? hey, when we win. <laughs> We, when we went on Wednesday, man, we, you guys can hang up on me. You can do whatever you want, man. It's just it's how it is with us. <laughs> but, fair point, uh, fair point. but uh, yeah, I mean, I became a Juve fan because uh, my favorite player was uh, Roberto Baggio at the time. He was a, uh, uh, he was playing with you, uh, Juventus and, uh, and that's how I fell in love with the team. It wasn't when Baggio left the team and I followed where Baggio went. It was that he was on Juve and, um, and that's where I stayed. My all-time favorite Juve player is uh, Pavel Nedved, without question. That was a, a player that I just – I love the work rate. I love the flowing locks when he would run. Um, you know, those are those are things that uh, just kind of drew me to him. And obviously him still being a part of Juve now has been, uh, been awesome. And it's good to see those legends coming back to the club and actually having a legitimate effect because you're seeing obviously issues with – you know, Maldini not having a good effect with Milan right now and Roma and stuff. So it's uh, all in all good. But, you know, Juve's in my blood and I've loved them, uh, you know, ever since, like I said, Baggio was on the team. What about Zambrota? Uh, Zambrota was, uh, you know, he's a, he, was a, he was a good player. I, you know, I thought he was, uh, he, he was, he was legit. Uh, mm-hmm. He was kind of like Canavaro where he went to, you know, different players, you know, different teams mm-hmm. and stuff. But, uh, I mean, again, I think those... Uh, you know, you bring up a good point because nowadays I think that, uh, those, you know, those, those outside backs that got forward and got back, they were going a hundred yards, 110 yards, you know, you know, off the pitch. Um, nowadays they don't, you don't have that with a Trent Alexander Arnold or a Robertson. They're only doing basically attacking side of the, you know, of the, of the game. They're not focusing on the defending side, getting back behind the ball and also getting involved and getting involved in the attack, like a Roberto Carlos or as an Eddie where, you know, those players could have played anywhere, but it's, they're, they're so one dimensional now, these wing backs, and it's really frustrating, especially being a coach 
Um, but uh, yeah, but Zombrota was a good, definitely was a good player. Good question. So, so Juve's in your blood. It sounds like you've got blood poison, man. To be honest. Listen, we love, we love, we love, we love winners, you know? So, I mean, but I, listen, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's tough to be, it's tough to be a Juve fan. It really is tough to be. Yeah. We deal with a lot of gotta stuff. Give going some com- because every time I know this for a fact, and you guys don't know this, every time Juve gets a penalty, He'll send me a text going, "Oh Christ!" Now they're only going to say we won because of this. Yeah. Like it's all, <laughs> without fail. He goes, it's, "He goes, here we go." He goes, "We can't just score a normal goal. Like we can't just, you know, like." So yeah, I got to well, give him credit for that. I got to give well, him credit. Well, when you when you when you've got a history of like cheating and the ref gives you a dubious penalty, how many minutes in did we go there? I know. Listen, I'm sorry. I couldn't help listen, it. Cheating bastard. Listen, you got you got you got yeah, but. Let, let me tell you. Tony, it's hard for people that don't you know, win trophies to understand these things. It's been a while for me, but I know what he's the, saying. The, the, the I Napoli, appreciate the, the, the I appreciate United fan not chiming in. Hey, we win, we win cup trophies every now and again. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys, if you guys, have, Chris to Chris, it's a Chris to Chris thing right there. If you guys have listened to the show, right, we've done the history yeah. of uh, of you know, a good, good amount of Italian teams mm-hmm. and. Um, every single one of these teams, uh, Juve's at the forefront because of the best team in Italy. So obviously they're going to get all the attention with, uh, regard, you know, cheating or whatever you guys want to call it. You know, Inter, Inter obviously got away no, with no, it. No, no, uh, no, no. Whatever you want to call it, it was cheating. When you brought your referee, that's fucking right. cheating. This is, so this what is about, definition of cheating. What about, so what about Inter then? What about Inter? Cheating bastards as well. <laughs> right, but they Do got you know? away with it, right? So we're yeah. always going to take the hit on getting the cheating because we we were we were the you know the best team in Italy, and obviously they wanted to make an example of us. But when you if you guys want to read a great book, it's called Calcio. Actually, it was called Winning at All Costs at first. It's by John Foot. All those if you read in there and you can hear all kinds of corruption that's happened throughout yeah. Italy Italy's history. I we are to that recommendation. Our, that's a, our, it's a great book. Our men, our mentality is real simple. It's winning at all costs. We will do whatever it takes, and let's and let's be honest. We got two Napoli fans here, and let's and let's not talk about how they got Maradona to Napoli. Let's not let's yeah. not get into how. how that, let's let's be honest. The best player in the world's going to Napoli. Let's let's be honest on how he got there. Come on, let's, yeah, let's that, talk that, about that. But that was we have very, great. Yeah, that we have was, great people. That, that was very ah, okay. Yeah, and we have, great, oh, we, 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 we have the best. We have the oh, best the, coffee and the best oh, pizza was, in the world. Oh, it was a, it was a, it was a coffee. coffee. And it was a, oh, it, it, oh it, it was, it was something that started with the same letter as coffee. <laughs> oh, I see. Coffee's a, coffee's a slang for coke, is it? It was a, it was a, it was a cocoa <laughs> thing. It was a cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> you mean calcio, right? Yeah. It was good. Listen, he was trying to say. Save the South, man. He was trying to save the South. That's all. So, so he this, did, and he did, and he, he did. did. He did. So this, this is a question I just want to try. Or I was just wondering if James would start it off. Uh, so obviously, <laughs> here in Canada, the Premier League and probably the league are probably the two biggest leagues. But like for people who don't watch Serie A, like what should they? Uh, why should they watch it? What's so great about the the league? First thing that jumps to mind for me is that there's cool. just way more like tactical kind of variety in, in Syria than anyone gives it credit for. And the more, more you watch, the more you realize it. And I, I really think that like, to me for like North Americans, like the premier League's like a gateway <laughs> <to> appreciation. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Once you've watched enough football, 
and you and you're aware of tactics, I really feel like Syria is still in certain like important ways like up a level. So what? Just before we move to the guys on that subject, I like him. What, I like him. He's a good why, guy. Why are you? <laughs> why, why are you? Uh, you're a Roma fan, James, right? Yeah, and listen, I'm I'm really glad to to be here with a Roma shirt on, um, so that everyone except you has someone to dump on. <laughs> I, I, I got you. <laughs> so 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 why why Roma? Uh, you know what? It's kind of funny. Like I actually used to get razzed a little bit. Like, so I, uh, I met my, my birth father who was from Italy when I was like 29 years old. And, and, uh, I had a good, you know, relationship with him for 10 years before he passed away. Um, um, and he was, he would give me the gears about being a Roma fan, but really like it was after the 2006 world cup win. Right. And, and following on that, just the game was a lot more available to, to watch the club game. I mean, was a lot more available to watch here in North America. So, uh, I just started watching a lot more club football and, um, I kind of, what really, I started watching Rome and eventually what cinched it for me was, uh, was, uh, Ranieri and, and, uh, his, his team. I just, I just loved him and the way he coached and, um, I kind of got, got hooked on that club that way. But yeah, my, my, my bio dad, uh, used to say, why, why do you follow Roma? You should follow a club that, that wins things, you know, like Milan. <laughs> wow. That's, that's, that's totally funny now. And now my, uh, for a while that was true for a while. Yeah, that was for a while it was true. Uh, you know, these days I just, um, just on the, the constant being razzed diet by my Cugino Angelo. Cause he's a Juve fan. So uh, it's, uh, we always have something to talk about. Let me put it that way. Straight up. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, so you guys, uh, why should people watch the, the Italian league? What's what, what should people like get into? Like what's the, what's the big draw? Go ahead, Tommy. Okay. So quick one before I get into the answer, are you still a Roma fan with the way they've treated their club legends right now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm just asking. Lati versus the world, man. Like Totti and De Rossi, the way they, they threw Totti and De Rossi out is like, to me, it's just sickening. Like yeah. you know, it, especially yeah. Totti and, uh, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I I love Totti, but uh, I think I think De Rossi was probably like my favorite player. Mm-hmm. So, how did uh, how did Maradona yeah. leave Napoli? Yeah, listen, we weren't talking about that yet. All right. <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. It ran out. Well, sorry. You know, sorry. The answer God, is a God champion. For the people listening, I'm pointing right at Chris right now in a glance. A, a fucking, a, a, well, a, a fucking champ. So, a drug so, addled so, fucking monster who had siblings. <laughs> That's basically what you left him so, as. So great job, guys. Hey, listen, listen. <laughs> he he went to he went to he went to the the gentlemen's houses and made them call him Campione. So that's fine with me. So, right. So anyway, you have to pay um, extra for that. Yeah, no, they had to pay him to go in there. Um, so in all honesty, kind of to jump on what James said, like, and I, and I'm not, this is not a Homer thing. This is not a bias. I think Italian coaches in particular and the league has always been ahead of its time tactically. Um, if you look at, I think it was, I forget the year that Leicester won the premier league, but that year there was five different Italian coaches across major European leagues that won the league title, which is impressive. Right. 
um, including Russia that year. Um, it was Conte so with Chelsea, I, just, I think, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah. you had you had Allegri, you had Ranieri, you had um, uh, Tony. Tony, yeah. who was that? Um, Mancini yeah, Sp- at, one eight, in, Sp- in, at Zenit. Yeah. Um, Spalletti. Spalletti and, was at. Uh, but they did. Spalletti didn't win though when he was at Russia. It was no, Mancini. but but Mancini did win at Zenit that Mancini. year. So is mm-hmm. Ancelotti at Bayern as well? Yeah. No, he didn't. He yeah, but he didn't finish oh, yeah. out the year. I don't think. Uh, so anyway, the point is, is that we've always been ahead of the time tactically. Um, and the league has always been ahead of its time. I think when you talk about guys like Arrigo Saki and what Maldini used to say about him is that they would be in a training session for two hours, never touch the ball and be so mentally exhausted from what was being thrown at them that they, they couldn't comprehend how it made them so physically drained. Um, and I think if you look at like, like look at what Atalanta's doing to score four away goals in a champions league knockout tie. And to set a record, like it, it, with a coach like Gasparini, who's been thrown out of every big club he's been at, but he he finds a way to get things done in a three-five-two system. That we started going back to three-three in the back, right? In Italy, first, the more the game changes, the more it stays the same. It opens up, and then it goes back to being closed again. And I think Italy's always a year or two ahead, and that's why you see a lot of guys that win in Serie A take off and go to other leagues. Um, I mean, you look at Sari, Conte, Mancini. Um, Spalletti, uh, Montella have all coached in other leagues and have been successful with, uh, with other leagues. I mean, I think it was, uh, Chris, I, I hate to throw this at you. I think it was Montella who knocked out Man United in the Champions League with Sevilla. I mean, like you, you got guys that go to other, mm-hmm. to go to leagues and, and they succeed because they're tactically so far in advance. And, and if you listen to interviews of players like Lukaku, when he was coming to Inter, picked up the phone and called Ronaldo and he's like, What's it like over there? And he goes, dude, it's impossible to score over here. Like defending is, it, yeah. it truly is an art form, the way yeah. way they defend in Italy. Um, yeah. And that's why DeLitt went to Italy. That was part of the reason he said he was going to Juve. He wanted to learn how to properly defend. So yeah. I think for, for fans that, that, don't, that, that aren't just Americans or, or North Americans, because I think the Premier League is the most American-like league where there's lots of scoring you know, like it, it, there's tons of goals and, and that's exciting for Americans, right? Like it's a, and it's very well marketed and I'm not saying it's not quality, but if you look beyond that a little bit and get into the meat and potatoes of the game, I think that's where the Syria really stands out. You know what though? I would, I would finesse that a little bit. I would, I, I feel like there'd be almost a more fair comparison if the way that Serie A was produced for television and streams had like the same number of like, on on field cameras at the stadium hosts. Yeah, no doubt. I, I think stuff. I think a what NBC does, what NBC does with the Premier League is yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. It truly yeah. is above, the uh, most well produced show weekly. Sports. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. Like yeah. it really is. Um, it's been a and lot I was of devastated. <laughs> and I was devastated they didn't get the World Cup over here because uh, I thought that would have been fantastic. Um, I don't understand how they didn't because like the entire production I figured was built up to at least get 2026, which I think they will get, but yeah. for them to not get 2022 to me made no sense because you got to give well, them is anybody going to watch 2022 at this point? Well, Are you gonna watch? <laughs> is, is, is 2022 going to happen? In yeah. I think it, I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be moved to the summer and I think it will be moved I hope to so. another country. Oh, I, I hope I, so. I feel honestly, well, I if, really you look, if you look at it, if you look at it this way, right. I feel like everything's been pushed. Everything's been pushed back a year, right? So mm-hmm. next summer we'll have the Copa America, the Euros, and the Olympics, and then six months later they're going to stop the league to have a World Cup. No yeah. chance. 
it's it's a no messy, choice. messy situation. In, in a country, like it's still, yeah, correct. Yes. You know, and you're not allowed to drink. They're like part of the culture too. Like you know, they have yeah. huge um, sponsors. Like you know, Budweiser. They make. I was in Russia. Yeah. I was fortunate to go to Russia, and the amount mm-hmm. of drinking is crazy. We're Russian drinks a lot, but the way that the sponsorships and free drinks and everything goes there, yeah. I don't know how it's going to be Qatar. To be honest. It's going and, to be, and, and and that's not even mentioning the the non-legal stuff that they did to get that World Cup and well, well, and what they did to the migrant what they yeah. did to the migrant workers that were working on the stadiums yeah. it was disgusting. Yeah. And, and following following that line of the World Cup, you Tony and you Tommy are coaches, right? Um, yes. I'm wondering, like, speaking of Serie A, like, what do you think is happening with the Italian national team? Because you guys have uh, quality players, you know. You so, have, uh, so do you want to jump in and then yes. I can jump back in? No, just to go back to what James says in terms of the, uh, you know, the TV, uh, you know, the TV uh, coverage with, I mean, I'm living, we're living the luxury right now with ESPN plus it's it, it, anybody that's watched Italian football, you know, 15, 20 years ago, you have no idea what we had to deal with in terms of Rye. You never yeah. saw a freak. You never saw the game because the flares were going off. Um, it was such a tough sell to that, you know, that, that, that casual fan, to understand, I'll be honest with you. I was tired of even trying to sell it anymore because I was like, if you don't see the beauty in the art form of, you know, we brought up a stat the other day with Milan mm-hmm. in '94 where they only scored uh, uh, 38 goals and won the league, and Udinese and 36, Atalanta, Tony, 36, 36 Tony, 36. Holy and then I, shit! I, and then I, <laughs> Atalanta and Udinese got relegated, and they scored 30. What was it, Tommy? 33, 35, and 34. Respectively. So when you want to talk about, (laughs) when you want to talk about uh, defending as an art form, defending at the highest level, you know, you're watching the Liga, you're watching the EPL, the score lines make me sick. They really do. A game should end one nil. A game should end zero, zero. That's my opinion. That's what I grew up on. Um, But, you know, again, the city out was such a tough sell, but right now with Cristiano Ronaldo, ESPN plus, it's an incredible sell. And I'll be honest with you too. And me and Tommy talked about it a lot. Atalanta sells the city out right now because of in terms yeah, of their attacking prowess and, and stuff like that. But in terms of the Italian national team, let's be let's be very honest with you. I know you guys are gonna you know throw some crap at me right now. Juve's not Juve's not producing Italian players right now. It's very simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Juve has always always been the team. Eighty two. You look at the eighty two World Cup, right? That was the, the entire team was made of Ju, 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 Juventus players. Mm-hmm. The majority of the time when Juve is, is bringing, especially the back line, especially the goalkeeper with Adino's off and a Buffon, um, we're losing that. So the development has gone by the wayside. And me and Tommy did a great show of the lost art of defending. And without question, we lost those guys. Uh, but we, lo- we, lo- we, lo- we lost those. Uh, you know, best in the business. They're the best in the business, brother. <laughs> right. We, we, we've lost those players. So the Italian national team is definitely going through a transitional phase right now. The thing that I talked about with Tommy and Gabagool is that, you know, I really feel that they're starting to go towards those casual fans and trying to sell too much to that and losing their freaking DNA. And it drives me bananas because the reason why I fell in love with the game, again, Roberto Baggio, but that was because of that, that Catanaccio and that spring on a counterattack, which you saw in Napoli. I don't want to give Napoli a lot of credit, but you saw a game getting absolutely freaking dominated with Inter and then Napoli with one freaking pass. And you look at the percentage of Italian football back in the day, those one, two passes, they were scoring those goals and winning those games 2-0 because nothing could freaking break that back line down. So those things, those things have been completely lost uh, in Italian football. And it's why I constantly, everybody breaks my balls. It's like, you're only concerned about 2006 and, and backwards. Like you don't care about anything. 
And the reason being is because we lost that at 2006. That 2016 defensively was absolutely lights out. And it was the last gift that we had to give the world in terms of Italian football. I'm going to be very honest. And now it's just completely fallen by the wayside. Well, think about so, it. We only, we only let in one goal from the field Zic- of play all tournament. You got to bring up Zicardo. You got to bring up Zicardo. No, but, but, no, but what I'm saying is you, you're getting offended. <laughs> I'm, I'm turning into a positive. We gave yeah. up one goal all tournament from the field of play, and it was an own goal. All right. So yeah. in an entire World Cup, we essentially don't give up a single goal from the field of play from the opponent's foot. Like that. So, and, and kind of jumping in also, guys, and, and, and I know you had talked about this on the, on the chat, but the demise of Milan has not helped anybody. No. Right? Like, no. it's not helped world football, and it's crushed the Italian national team. Because like Tony said, while Juve's had a great influence, if you look at the back line of the 94 team that went to the final, three out of the four were Milan players. Milan's look ten, at that, 10 years. 10 years Milan's back line was together when they won those games. <laughs> yeah, and it was all Italian guys. And, and if you look at that, that team in particular overall, Tony, what we say, there was like 10 guys that played for Milan playing on that 94 team. I mean, 100%. it was something drastic yeah. like that. And yeah. the demise of AC Milan has crushed the Italian national team. Because yeah. if you look at how many great players had come through that club, uh, foreign and domestic, it's killed Italian football. It really it's, has. It's, but, it um, strikes me that now the the you know the conveyor belt, if you like, of uh, of new talent is it's been left to kind of smaller clubs whoa. to provide that. And so the, the the upside is, you know, the the, the, the coaching in Italy, the all the technical yeah. stuff is so strong that they're doing that with really good methods, but they don't have the same money as the big clubs to invest. Right, in and and they're not getting the premium dollar for their youth prospects that they are in Spain and Italy and Germany right now. Um, I mean, if you look at like, look at what Tonali's going to go to Inter for. That's a joke. (laughs) When you break it down, Tonali is one of the best, if not the best midfielders, especially in that role, his age, he is a blast from the Italian past. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's, it's scary how good that kid is. It's incredible. To go for 35. I mean, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm pretty sure Andy Carroll went to Liverpool for that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you just sit there and you're <laughs> that's like, the, is this real life? <laughs> but that's the problem, though. Like, if, you look at, life? if you look at England, though, like, like England went through the same thing. Like, their league took off, but was all based mm-hmm. on foreign imports, right? And their right, right. national team went down the drain. And the same thing's happened lately now. It's like, they're trying to make the league more popular, but to do that, they're bringing in foreign imports instead of, like, putting money and all that kind of stuff. If you look at England, they've turned it around a little bit now. They've invested mm-hmm. in their youth systems. It, right. Italy still haven't got there yet, right? When we, when we have a situation where this is, what the, this is the, the, the highlight of what the issue, the issue of Italian football is right now. When Juve have close to the same amount of Italian players as Inter, we got a freaking problem. We got a big yeah. problem. You know what I mean? Because that, don't, that didn't exist. <laughs> we, that did not exist. The t- there's a, there's, there's, I think there might even be more Italian players at Inter right now than are at Juve. I think you're right. Um, that's that's crazy. I, I, think, I think Italy's done a good job of investing in their youth, but I think, like Tony said, they kind of did a, they've gotten away from their DNA where they did a catching up with the Joneses, where I think if you look at the Ventunos and the under-23s, if you look at Italy's under-23s and you look at their attacking players, it's phenomenal. Like you, and I'm not saying that's not a word I use lightly, but Zaniolo, Moisekin, Chiesa, uh, like these guys are players, man. Like they really are. Zaniolo, it's, before he tore his ACL, was yeah. on his way to a big paycheck. And a Tommy, big Tommy, paycheck. But you've got Tommy, players like Moise Keane going to, to the Premiership. Back in the day, that never would have happened, right? Like he would have been... Right, right. And, 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 a guy, right? and he scored in 12 straight games for Juve. 
Like, I mean, and, that's... And guys, don't forget, with the Vento Uno, t- uh, Tommy, what you're talking about, remember, Pirlo and Gattuso won on, the, on that, on that uh, U20, uh, two, uh, U21 team. That team won the mm-hmm. championship. You know what I'm saying? So they've been together that long. That development, you know what I mean? Like I said, we're seeing some good players. You're talking about Tonali. You're talking about Zaniolo. You're talking about those, those attacking players. Where's our DNA? Where's the defending? Yeah, we don't have it. And, and and one of our best young defenders in Kumbula is going to play for Albania. Oh, he's incredible oh too. He's going to play for Albania. Do you guys miss, like, like, do you guys, like how we let yeah. that guy go? Do you, guys miss the, do you guys miss the old days? Remember when the Syria has only like three import players? Yeah. You only... That's that was that was a rule. Yeah. That was a rule, I, I think, and that was when when they, yeah. you guys dominated pretty much the the the, the yeah. Champions League and so, everything. So do you Our think that that's like something that Italy has to do to get back to where they were? Not well, three, but at, maybe more. But yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. but it's very hard to do that though because EU law, right? Means that you're, yeah. you're restricting people's yeah. right to work. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Correct. And that's the problem, right? Yeah. yeah. So right. I think uh, and no, it's I, the, the economics are different now, right? Like kind of heyday with Serie A, like it was one of the it was one of the biggest leagues, not in terms of, not just in terms of talent, but money. Money. And yeah. now you've got a situation like Moise Keane's a great example. You got a situation right. where with with EPL TV money, uh, Everton can outbid. Any Italian Everton except Juve. Everton, fucking hell, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Mike. <laughs> yeah. 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 Shout out Sorry. to Mike Campbell. Just a little bit of a, like a segue there. Like, so I know you touched on the fact that AC Milan aren't the force that they were. That was one of my questions. Like, why? What's happened? Like, you know, we see Manchester United. Obviously, they they lost Ferguson, and that was a huge upheaval for them. But like, what's happened to you? what's happened to AC Milan? Berlusconi left. Yeah, yeah. We talk about it all the time. It's consistent yeah. financial backing. If in Italy, if you don't have consistent financial backing, right, and it's actually again, you guys are going to crap on me all day, but long with it's with Juve, right? Juve has a Juve has a corporation in Fiat that's been there from day one. But on top of that, the Agnelli family are massive Juventino. They're the biggest Juve fans you will ever meet, right? So when you have that kind of passion towards your team and the bucks to fund it. That's mm-hmm. why Juve is always going to be at the, the level they're at. Right. right. De Laurentiis at Napoli has helped financially. Right. Don't but get me started, all, please. But he's also, but he's also not too concerned too much of what's going on with Napoli. Right. Yeah. Berlusconi now is going to turn Monza yeah. into, into a, a, a tiny AC Milan. And yeah. guess yep. what? They're going to be in the city on the next two years. And yeah. if Milan yeah, don't are. fix their, if Milan don't fix their ways, you're going to see Monza in the, the US, uh, Euro, uh, Europa Cup or maybe even the Champions League. The way that they're going to put the money into it, on top of that, they're putting winners. They're going to put winners in that, in that clubhouse. They're going to put winners into, you know, they, they got Brocky there now. They want Maldini's son there. They want yeah. Maldini to come there. When you put Galliani's uh, running the, Gali, the fo- director of football there. right now. When you yeah. put those play, when you put those guys together, man, that those are think about the championships that that they've won. You yeah, know how many saying? trophies Berlusconi and Galliani right. have together? But it's got to be financial backing, consistent, consistently in Italy, right? Because you got the stadium issues, you got bankruptcy. You know what I'm saying? Now the thing is that you have so much passion in the country that you have something like Fiorentina and a Parma, which is the most ridiculous story you hey, can hey, ever hey. think you can ever think of, where. Those teams now are relevant where they were literally irrelevant to the point where they didn't own their badge anymore. Yeah. They did not freaking own their badge. So now they are relevant. So the passion is there, but it's just got to have that financial backing. And as much as you guys hate me saying it, Juve has it. 
and they, they haven't lost it. They and Inter has it right now. Because of, and Inter has it as well. Correct. Well, right now they have money, it. Money talks. That's the thing. But, <laughs> but, but, but AC Milan have still spent some pretty decent money like on uh, like in the last couple of years. It just seems that they just keep buying. Well, they're... They, they, the, the, the problem is the behind the scenes financial stuff there. Like they've just been like teetering from one kind of ownership and investment crisis to another. So it's kind of, it's pretty, it's pretty hard to, uh, you know, steer the ship. And those is, it, is it an English team? That, is it an English group that owns them now? Or is it a Chinese group that owns them now? <laughs> the fact that you have to ask. I mean, I think, right? I think, uh, I think will agree with me on this. It's like, I think that they put people out in front like Maldini and Boban to put on a good face. And then you have guys like Gazidis actually running the team who have no clue how to run a team clearly because of what he did at Arsenal. Um, and the, the people making footballing decisions there are not footballing people. No. And I think it's very evident for what they've done in the transfer market that it, they have no clue. Yeah. They're just, they're just throwing stuff against the wall and hoping it sticks. I mean, Gabagool, would you agree? I just I think when it comes to AC Milan, it, it's it's hard to see because of their history and you know us growing up where you know we, we are no matter what we say we're nostalgic and we always want to whether you're a Napoli fan or a Juve fan the Serie A you know needs AC Milan to be relevant. Um, hundred percent. And I, mean, I we think, were just talking about Ronaldinho, Kaká. Yeah. Like, and it, but but even, even if you go back yeah. before Ronaldinho got there, when it was Tedorf and Gattuso and Shevchenko, yeah. Yeah. like, you know, you look at those players and, like, that that's the AC Milan that, you know, Maldini, that's Cafu, that's the AC Milan team that we know and love. And unfortunately, the play, you said that they buy a lot of players, but they're just, it's almost like they're buying players to have more players. It's not the right players. It's not people who are going to actually help them. Um, great. Sounds a lot like Manchester United. Ibrahimovic is a (laughs) massive charismatic magnet. He's going to draw attention, but he's not going to help them. And I think, you know, I think for the pop, going back to the question before, the popularity of the city, getting Ronaldo was huge for us in the city. Getting him was huge because you had that Messi Ronaldo battle. And now we just, you know, we got Ronaldo. We, we have, you know, that the, you know, arguably the biggest piece in the world in our league. So if you want to see him, you have to tune in. And, you know, then that might draw you to watch those Sassuolo games who are, you know, who are good, you know, the, the Sampdoria games, the Adelanta games, like, and it, and if you watch properly and you're not looking for just the big names that you see on a world cup poster, but you're actually watching for the football, you'll get hooked. Um, I just, I think with AC Milan, it's hard. I think it's going to be, I don't see them coming around anytime soon, which is sad. I think you, I think Inter has a lot of money and they are buying some proper players. I mean, you saw it yesterday, whether they stay or not. I don't know. I think Latoro is out, but I mean, Erickson was a great buy for them. Um, I mean, he's taken, or he's, they've taken three guys from us at United and has gotten the most out of them. Like even Ashley Young. Like, especially at the very beginning of when he came over, he slotted right in and did the business. Inter's just, there's there's something there that I feel like AC Milan is missing too with their spending. The reason why, the reason why, nobody likes Inter. So, and and not only that, they don't, (laughs) they haven't had, they haven't had a coach with an actual philosophy in I don't know how long. Um, Probably Mourinho. 
Look at that AC Milan team though. Like when they were battling with Barcelona in the Champions League, you had Robinho, you had Balotelli, you had a, a young Pato, you had a young El Sharawi. Like that was like those were exciting young players that can still go. And then mm-hmm. unfortunately, we know what happened to all of them. Um, <laughs> Guys, listen, listen. We're Money. talking about we're talking about an AC Milan that let freaking Pirlo go for free, dude. Yeah. Okay? I know, I know, and by, I know, and by I know, the and by the way, thank you very much for that. We we obviously benefited from it, but at the end of the day, I mean, they, they just fell by. Remember, people also forget Fernando Torres was at AC Milan, dude. They signed him for whatever, and when he was completely done, right? So it just completely fell apart. And Gabo Gould is a young guy, man. He's talking about the second wave of yeah. success with AC Milan. You know, we got to right. go back to Van Basten and Reichardt and, and, Gould, and right. Gould. Like that's what drew. It wasn't Juve. It wasn't Roma. It, it wasn't was Inter. Milan, it was yeah. AC Milan. That we just did. We just. You know, that team there, those teams is what drew the city out, you know, mm-hmm. people to the city out without question. I don't, anybody that listen, anybody listening now, anybody, the team that you should follow, if you're a casual fan, it should be Atalanta. Atalanta right. is Amen. a team that, 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 uh, that kids out there should be following because that's a team that's like on the up and up. They're all about, if they can get a back line that's just consistent, which watch out, uh, watch out. They'll be in the top four every year if they can get a consistent back line. Sorry, Tommy. No, no. And if they give Gasparini the time to continue doing what he's doing, but Tony and I said this on on one of the shows talking about AC Milan, they're everybody's second team in Italy. Absolutely. They just are because of who we, who they were at one point. They were all over the world. Like I was saying, when, when when our teams were knocked out of of competitions, you were like, all right, well they got our, they got the flag. They're, they're, they're holding the flag for Italy right now. They're going to go to the final. Ancelotti's going to take care of it. Saki's going to take care of it. It'll be fine. They're going to get to the semifinal or final. Yeah. Capello. I mean, Capello. Don't forget everybody everybody I mean, forgets about Capello. You got to remember. I don't, man. That was my homie. I loved him, man. I, mean, I loved him. I mean, they, it's truly been, I think, and I've said this because Tony and I asked this question, it's been the largest fall from grace in world football, larger than Man United's. Without question. Without question. It's, it's, it's sad. It's sad. I can agree with that. Uh, and the fact that they've the fact that they've brought it back in Zlatan boggles my mind. That just said it sends so many. Wait, back. wait till they sign Thiago Silva this summer. Oh, it's gonna be worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. buddy just said the same Zimmer thing and everything, huh? He's the, my buddy said the same thing. He said we're probably gonna sign Ka- fucking Cavani too, and he's gonna end up scoring three goals in twenty games. Nah, Cavani won't go anywhere desperate. in Italy other than Napoli. He's gonna go. To, yeah. he's not gonna go anywhere in Italy. So, so, so touche, just, touche, touche, touche. Just, Napoli. To say, just to say to all the casual fans out there, don't mind that Atlanta bullshit. You want to be a Tottenham fan? If you want to never see a team win a trophy, <laughs> yeah. become a Tottenham fan. <laughs> so, so what do what, what you guys think about Inter? The only reason why I watch Inter Milan is uh, for Lautaro. Yeah, what a beast. But but Lata, if you if you notice, I, I don't know what the hell Conti was doing the last game. I mean, he made that was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, listen, I I can't I can't. I can't Tony, he was up. too busy trying to keep his hairpiece on. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. That's why he had the mask on. The mask was on to hold his hairpiece in. Yeah. I can't. I can't stand. I can't stand Saudi. I really. I, Saudi is not a Juve manager. He's you know he no. and he made some. He made some bonehead. You know, it, you know, three subs at once. The same exact players. Ridiculous. But what Conti did with Renokia and uh, and, and, and with taking and taking off uh, Lutaro. 
uh, and take it off there. I mean, I you you have to win the game, dude. Like, what well, if, again, cool. I'm yeah. a, listen, I'm a high school coach, coach at USL too. I mean, I'm not saying I'm at that level, but I'm not making that freaking decision at that in that stage of the game. You know, Lutado might not have been having a good game. Lukaku with his ridiculous touch, you know, horrible touch as usual, but he could change the game. And two, and two, and two sec, in two seconds, those guys can change the game. And Erickson, obviously, as well as as Anthony was saying with the free kick. I mean, you know, he's not he's not Megan Ospina. I had to bring it up, Tommy and Gabriel. He's not Megan Ospina <laughs> in the beginning of the game. But um, well, we're in the final, and at this point, I'm but, over it. Well, that that first goal, <laughs> that first goal, what happened? It was not well, it was, it was it was it wasn't Ospina's fault. It was uh uh it was defensive. one hundred it was one hundred percent his fault. No, it wasn't because the the near post ducked out of the way. Dude, you're near post. Mm. It's best, uh, yeah, best his best legs were open. Way. His legs were open. The point the point is the biggest point is Inter messed up and <laughs> as I, usual you know, they pulled like, an like Inter. Tony, but like Tony said, you're, you you need a goal. You've been. I'll be honest. You need a goal. They've been. They were dominating the game. Dominated. And you take off your two best offensive players for and he what, well, and and no no disrespect to any because he he played for Arsenal too and I do like Arsenal. You put on Alexis Sanchez who didn't look terrible. But no, he was lively. Yeah, well, he looked lively. yeah. And Victor Moses, like what? Like what are we doing here? Like <laughs> Ranocchia, he put Ranocchia in the game. I know. Why like, is he putting Ranocchia in the game? Especially when we have Milik up front. Like, you don't need a defender. Milik is like a parking cone. He's terrible. um, (laughs) I think, like, I'm telling you right now, and I've said this from day one, and Tony gets mad at me for saying this, Antonio Conte (laughs) is the most overrated manager in world football. No, no, listen. And you have me right here. I agree with you. Go fucking much, man. He's He's got a plan A and no plan B ever. Ever and when his I, plan A works, everybody well. praises him. Yeah, I was saying Mourinho was close to that too. What's what's yeah, but Mourinho's at least won a couple what? Champions League trophies. Oh, yeah, yeah, but like Mourinho, Mourinho has a plan B. Anthony Mourinho always Holy has shit. a plan B. Yeah, Mourinho always has a plan B. Mourinho's plan A is to and Mourinho's plan B is to get rid of their best player. And hold on, this is the first time we're all talking over each other. So let's listen to Tony. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Mourinho, listen, here's the thing about Mourinho, okay? Mourinho, you're seeing even at the – what every coach is dealing with, even at the youth level, okay, of how these players are acting nowadays, right? Fans, the whole thing. Mourinho always can adapt. He's a coach that can adapt to any situation, <laughs> right? But – You're but, taking the piss, right? No, 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 no. No, he's right, man, because I love way, Ole, but they need the way, Ole or fucking Jose more listen, time. Listen, you talk to John Terry, you talk to Frank Lampard, you talk to Wesley Snyder, you talk to oh, Ma- Marco ten, ten Materazzi. Years, ten years those ago, right? Guys, those guys would kill. I'll, I'll talk to Doc Brown and I'll take a trip yeah, back in time. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, I'll tell that, you what, in Tony's defense, in Tony's defense, how many now. trophies did Pochettino win ever? There you go. Thank you. There you go. Thank ever. you. Never won anything ever. coaching career. I just want to be honest and I want to say that Tottenham was fuck. When when Mourinho arrived to Tottenham, that the locker room was a mess. Oh, everything was everything was already like they yeah, just well, let him like a new season. He needs to start from zero. Here's when it comes to Tottenham. It starts with your boy, the owner. 
right? You guys, oh, you guys so pretend. Yeah. You guys pretend that you're Man United or or Man City <laughs> or Arsenal or Chelsea, and you're just not. Like it's just the reality of the situation. Hey, yo, to their, hey hold to on, you're praising this manager back and these to players who have never done anything. Back ever, back the fuck up. Ever, the fuck up. We've never ever. said it. We never said. Yo, we, we have to send Thomas some liquor. We never said it's how you've acted. It's how you've acted. It's horrible. If you know anything about Tottenham, no, it's not. Okay. That's fine. You're just you're you're upset right now, and I get it. It's fine. You know that we're are, not that we don't spend any money. We fucking no. cheapskate everything. We are we really are, really. You know how many how many players did you buy when you sold Gareth Bale? <laughs> what, uh, hey, everybody we, else's fault that they uh, stopped. How much was that? We actually like how much was that stadium? The stadium. We got that down the cheap. We got we got the same lads who built the thing in Qatar to they, build the They're paperless. <laughs> they're useless screens now. They're paperless. The, rejects, the, rejects. the reality. Wait, how many? Wait, uh, how did Soldado do for you guys? That was oh, great, right? Um, anyway, like, oh, the point is, Janssen and Soldado were amazing purchases, weren't they? So no, they like, weren't. They were terrible. Listen. We didn't. But that's the thing, though. Like we went for people. But my point is, is that you went for Janssen, who like is on, not on, a, like, a world beater. Don't we're tell me you don't spend money. Don't tell but, me you don't but, spend money. But, but and like I just we, we just sell we fun. sell like Modric, we sell Bale, and then we bring in people who aren't as good. It, it, it that's no. that's a that's an awful. But that's not, not no, spending see, money. You have some. That's just not he's, spending he's quality. Money. I think I think I I, I this is t- why is this thrown into a Thomas Boxing Show? show. <laughs> because you were throwing you were throwing Tony under the bus. I got to back my boy. No, but, but <laughs> what? I think I think what Spurs what Spurs has been able to do since like even before Carrot came to United. Like they've been able to maintain, which a lot of clubs have not been able to do in Agreed. England. On that they stay steady. They stay steady. So, I will so, say they stay steady. So, so here's, here's Fifth, the, I've always had respect Fifth, for how Fifth, he's been. Like seven. if they didn't have Daniel Levy, they they might have a Premier League title. Here's too. the difference between our two shows. You're backing up your boys. My fuckers are throwing me under the bus. So that says a lot, right? <laughs> I'm back. I'm backing the Juve fan right now. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah, yeah this is, no, but is true. Listen, we're all breaking allegiance. Fuck you right guys. <laughs> but, but listen, going back to Mourinho, Mourinho, the Mourinho signing at Tottenham was ridiculous. It, it made no it's sense bad, because, yeah. Yeah. like you just yeah. said, they don't want to spend money. So why are you bringing in a manager that the first freaking thing he's going to say, who we buying? I want right. this guy. I want this guy. Why are you doing that? He just took it's the It's like game. bringing in Conte. It's Remember, like bringing in Conte. And don't forget, Mourinho had to, he had to go and talk to uh, uh, like a psychiatrist or something like that to find out how new how players are, are, yeah. are acting nowadays because yeah. he can't relate anymore. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. can't go to a John Terry and be like, yo, go in that freaking locker room right now and wake everybody up. He can't do that anymore. Well, part of the reason why... lost respect. Well, he, exactly. well that's the, the exactly. rivalry with Fergie. Exactly. Like, Fergie might have right. respect for him, but a lot of those players lost respect for him. Exactly. And, like, Jose exactly. has Carrick, but right. The, right. the heat of Jose, like, the, the peak of Jose at Chelsea, Carrick was still with Spurs and right. was early with United. He could have had so many former United players helping him out right now to try to, like, get him over that hump. And, and the only every way... Bridge. The only way to gain respect back for the special one is not going to a psychiatrist again. It's just winning titles. That's it. He owns, it. He's going to win one title, even in a Europa League, just one title. That's you know why, like, I, the I idea of him going to Qatar yeah. would have been funny or, like, just managing any national team because, yeah. like, I felt or like him come. when he left us, him going to a national team, like, he could have done something – he took Qatar to like the round of sixteen or something, or whatever uh, it is now. I think I think he should have managed his home country. 
or Portuguese. Yeah, exactly. Agree. Like, agree. Like, like, I think that failure would have still been seen as a success if he had reached a certain level. And then he could have picked and choose whatever club he wanted to. I thought it was just the easy thing for both I, for both parties, really. I do want Jose to come back to Italy. I'm going to be very honest. I think he's one of the, the he, he his tactics are very very Italian based. If you notice, so in terms of yeah, people want to, was fun people, to watch. People want to accuse him of parking the bus the whole nine yards. I get that. I, I understand no, that. Inter was uh, fun to watch. But that, but he but he's a very very ta- he's a he's a tactical uh, he's a tactical mind without question. And I would love to see him come back to Italy and a, a you know maybe like a Europa League level you know team like something like that and. And and again, he brings he brings the you know the media and stuff like that. That's you, another. Yeah, thing that yeah. Honestly, what what his Inter did to Barcelona and the yeah. Champions League is like a text everybody should study. Yeah, that's a Period. great point because Period. Eddie, look at that. Look at Mourinho. Well. Look at Mourinho said to Eto that game. What yeah. did Mourinho say to Eto? Go play back. Go play and defend. The players nowadays would say, "Go go screw yourself, dude." Yeah, I'm not doing yeah. That. And that's, and, what, and how, that's what happened. And how, uh, that's what happened striker, how Wesley like Snyder didn't win the Ballon d'Or that year is disgusting. And, and, and he he would it's a he crime against came, humanity. He literally came out and said, yeah. "If he asked me to, if he asked me to do anything, I would do." It. That's how and that's what Mourinho had with these players. Now he says something, and they're like, "You know, don't Instagram or don't do this or don't that." And they're like, "No, we're going to do what we want." You didn't have that back then. Well, there was, no, a, there was there, no dialogue with that. Man, like, Manchester United is so based on their advertisers and their social media though. It was so hard for him to get that across to the players because right. I felt like a lot of the players had that shit built into their contracts right? and, and their agents a- were talking through them. Right. It right. was so, it was such a, cause I agree with you. That was such a shitty situation because I feel like that, that was step one of what could have fixed Manchester United was getting too Jesse many Mino players. That's the problem. Yeah. Like, like get, yeah, that's just it. Get Jesse Lingard off of fucking social media. Get Paul Pogba off of social media. <laughs> right. Right. Get all these right. guys off of social media, make them black out for six months. Rashford did it on his own. Jesse turn. Lingard still play football. Uh, <laughs> did he ever, you know what? To his credit, he looked good. He looked good in the preseason game. So, no, they played West Brom. They played West Brom. Oh, oh such a yeah. difference. Like well, Chris, I don't know if I've ever properly thanked Helen Keller FC. Chris, I don't know if I've ever properly thanked you and your club for Chris Smalling, but uh, speaking <laughs> of ch- <laughs> shedding players who can do a job, uh, just like, thank well, you. Inter took most of them. I think Inter might take Smalling if he leaves Roma, man. Like yeah, but, he's an unbelievable. Nah, I think. I, yeah, I, guys, I, great. I was, I was, I was shocked by Smalling. I'm going to be very honest with you. I Me thought too. Smalling was going to be a, like a disaster, but he's been very, very good. Not and all, and all, and listen, let's be honest. All that's going to do is obviously Roma's, you know, not doing too great, but it's going to benefit the English national team. And it's, let's be honest. He's, he's getting great. He's getting a great look at, you know, like with the lick going to Juve and to learn the, the art, you know, that's what Smalling's doing now, man. Completely different, uh, you know, situation for him, which is good. Yeah. Honestly, like in the last like three or four years, English players have stopped being afraid of playing abroad. It was a huge, yep. big mental block for them. Uh, yeah. But now it's like they realize that they're not going to get the chances in the Premier League because it's so money based that they're yep. like, mm-hmm. like, look at Jaden Sancho. Like, he's oh, God. You know Great I mean? like, example. Like, Great he, example. That, that guy's on fire. He's coming right over here. <laughs> he should not. He Listen, should not do that. I know he, he shouldn't. Should as a United supporter, he really shouldn't. As but long as we, I, as long as we get not. Guerrero, I want Guerrero. You can have Sam. Oh my God. Guerrero. Oh my God. Yeah. I know. I wanted, I literally wanted him. Um, Erling before, or Allen before he went to friggin' Dortmund. 
and Sandra. Like, I wanted all Holland? three of them. Holland, yeah. Yeah. I like I Holland, I, but to me, he, I like he's don't, good. Don't you dare. Well, no. easy, 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 easy. What easy. criticism no, do you have? He, no, no, no. He's, he's, he's amazing. He's amazing. He's unreal. But That's he, a better word. Know. That's a better word. But he's... <laughs> He's, he's still. I don't what know. is it? Tell me. What Come do you on. think? What are you he thinking? He doesn't surprise me. So I can yell at you after. Mbappe. Okay. He's, he's what? He's not Mbappe. Yeah, but he's not supposed to be. Yeah. Or, he's a. He's a. They're different. Mbappe is a false nine, right? So Mbappe. Can, yeah. He can draw. He can draw to the outside. He can take players one on one on one. He can hold up. Holland is a not, number nine. Uh, Lewandowski hold up play. But he plays on guys like pace, a pace, man. But he's got, he's got, he's got, pace, he's got pace. He doesn't yeah, have Mbappe. He doesn't have Mbappe pace. Mm. No, 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 no. Right. He's no I, understand, I, understand what, I understand what Carlos is saying, man. Yeah, yeah me I, too. I me too. He's not not, I, don't, I don't disagree at all. Uh, Mbappe, Mbappe, you can use in a lot of different situations. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Holland might be a little bit he's more one-dimensional. With that said, with that said, even though being one-dimensional, he is freaking lights out right now. Oh, he's amazing. I mean, listen. He's the Best young finisher since yeah. Lewandowski. Like yeah. I think, I think yes. people forget how good Lewandowski actually is. He's amazing, um, and amazing. I think I think people yeah. like to kind of throw shade at him a little bit because he's played in the German league or whatever. But let me tell you something: that guy's yeah. one of the best center forwards I've ever seen. I actually like, think that Holland is one of those really like rare players that's kind of a category buster because I, 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 no, I you're think not he's got lying. a combination of qualities that yeah. I, just, mm-hmm. I can't even really his, compare him one to one to anyone it's else. It's his instinct. Yeah. Like you're looking at a kid who will jog. How old is he? Brit full. 18, 19? I think yeah. he's 19. Yeah, I think he's ni- He's definitely 19. He, What's he, Mbappe? And bro. He's he's got swag, like he's gangster, like he just. <laughs> I mean, he will literally, he jokes. No, like he will, he will, yeah. he will talk junk. He he has yeah. the the gall to do like the COVID nineteen celebration. Like he he makes fun of like PSG. Like dude, he's reporters. got swag in him. He's got <laughs> he's got just enough like asshole in him. That it's yeah. going to help him along the way. Should, hey, you know Tommy, we, should put, like, we yeah. should put him on the show. We should put him on the show. We should. <laughs> if, you guys, if you guys pull that off, bro, just like let him know that I wish was he an was an ex-pro. Like none of this well, is new to him. He grew up around the say, pro game. His Tom, dad played just, for Leeds. Like, yeah, there's no, none of this was, is new to him. I well, mean, that's that's please. that's a running joke amongst us Manchester United fans that the reason he didn't sign for us is because his dad is a fucking lead scum. <laughs> well, yeah, but look, without, yeah, but, but it, guys, this I've thought about this, right? Think about Holland going coming to uh, the EPL, right? And then Roy Keane has to do an interview with him because remember, Roy Keane broke his father's leg, dude. Remember yeah. that? He broke yeah. his freaking father's leg, man. That's, that's crazy. Imagine that. Our- Greatest moment I, in Arsenal history. This, that was <laughs> Listen, Boy, hey, Keen, what a legend! What a nobody, legend! Nobody can talk. He was. Ne- nobody talk negative about Kino, man. Kino is number one in my book, man. He's the best. Mm-hmm. I love Kino. Love Kino. I also think, think that you got you got a lot of love on this podcast, brother. Love, yeah. love Kino. This is the Royal Legend Club over here, bro. If there's one player, what are you saying? And I want to say one thing that the best quote with Roy Keane, right? Ferguson gives him a compliment. Right, Fergie gives him a compliment. He goes, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm insulted by that compliment because he goes, You want what, what do you think? I, what was I was expected to play like that? You gotta love human beings that talk like that, man. Like, he's not taking a compliment from a legendary coach exactly because he's like, like I'm supposed to do that. The freaking players like that don't freaking exist now, dude. They you don't dude, exist. Does and, that and, all the time, and you hate him. 
And he cool. he Who elevated he uh, elevated Balotelli the mentality. Balotelli takes his freaking jersey off <laughs> and throws it into the crowd. It disrespects the team he plays for, dude. You think Roy nah, Keane would ever? He does the Roy, same thing. Roy Keane would never accept that, dude. You think what he did when the in the Charlie Stilitano World Cup, dude, and he tried to do the heel pass. The heel football. <laughs> the heel goal. I thought it was great. I thought it was great. Yeah, Gabagool, go ahead, brother. Go ahead, brother. First of all, I hope I hope you're not comparing like a moment of immaturity that Balotelli did against a MLS team. <laughs> it doesn't like, matter. He has a jersey on, dude. Anyway, he's representing the team. You're representing anyway, a team. I think, yeah, and I watched him score two goals for us against Germany. So he has you're my re- listen. You're representing um, the team, bro. I think Holland. I think Holland went to Dortmund for the same reasons Delit chose Juventus, and that he knew it was going to better his career. Yeah, I think he looked at no offense to anybody's team. I think he looked Germany's at. Eight, I think he really looked at Man United and was like, kind mm-hmm. of, kind of a bit of shambles over there. Yep. They have Rashford, they have Lingard, they have Martial. I don't really know what's going to happen there as far mm-hmm. as leadership. I think you looked at Juve and he was like, spend a lot of money on Higuain. They have Ronaldo. <laughs> like, I don't really know what's going to go on there if I'll get any playing time. And if you look at the Dortmund squad, that squad's fun to watch and they're good and they're young. Yes. And Dortmund has constantly helped produce and elevate the level of those younger players. You saw it with Dembele, how good he was before he went to Barca. You're seeing it with Sancho right now. I mean, Holland's just, and Holland's just another, I mean, Lewandowski was there. I mean, you see it. I think it was a great fit for him. I think it was a good decision. He'll definitely get a payday in a few years and he'll go to one of those bigger clubs. I don't know if he goes to United. I think I can honestly see somebody it, like a Barca snagging him up. I think he. I think he's got Galactico written all over him. Yeah, he's going to Madrid. I think too. Yeah. I think he's a Real Madrid it's, all it's every day of the week. So, he could so, be. A, he could be Benzema's replacement for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's already he better. Than been, he he could have been four years. Maybe though, better than he's ever been. Because I I I say to people all the time like ben, Benzema's good, but like Leon Benzema was kind of like Holland is right now. Just put the fucking ball in the net. Yeah. Well, Benzema yep. every week I watch the Madrid. He's like a glass of wine, man. Oh, he is. It's the fucking he's, better. He's incredible. he's incredible with Madrid, but yeah. I find yeah. he's like, I, I mean, with age, you get lazier. I find he's way more laid back now over the last five, six years, but. I want to see him in the young. national team again, back. Like no, a whole fucking never, never, him and fucking shot everybody. They don't, they don't need him. They don't need him. Yeah. <laughs> who, who is he replacing? Yeah, he he will be playing the Olympics next year. He so, might be overrated. France? France won the World Cup without a nine because I don't know what Giroud did. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, Griezmann, Griezmann, Griezmann took over. Cut me off. I got to cut you off. I got to cut you off real quick before I yeah, forget this point. Um, Carlos, I actually just watched um, the game against Argentina, the game against Belgium, <laughs> and the final. Yeah. And... Giroud was perfect for that fucking system because in the final, yes, I yeah. tell you, he no, 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 a different no, role. all three of those games, man. Yeah. I know, I know what you're saying about the final. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. But yeah, even even in the quarter in the semifinal, they allowed Griezmann to just find pockets, and Giroud was so selfless. Yeah, that he was filling wing spots and defending in transition. So when Griezmann was making those forty yard runs forward and wasn't getting the ball, he didn't have to run back. And guys, and guys, don't forget with these nines nowadays, right? When you're playing with this three back, three man back system, this three center backs, right? 
Mm. You're you're now now those center those uh those nines are are isolated, right? So all that all that space is coming in from those wing backs that don't freaking drop. Yep. Right? They're getting and, and what France had, France had the wings going exactly. up and down. So exactly. Right. So those work. Right. So those nines now, what their job basically is, is is just is take up that occupy that space if they can hold up the ball and then play back into the midfield and then play out into the outside where those channels now where they're gonna get caught. That's what they're there for now. Yep. But Giroud is awesome. The other thing, too, about Benzema, if you go back and look at him tactically for his movement, how many times he drew players out so Ronaldo can fill in that space? People oh, don't many. remember that. So yeah. when you're when you're scoring uh, all these free, blah, uh, when you're scoring blah, all these... Blah, Tommy, go back. Tommy, he go sucks. back. Go back. When Benzema I can say the same thing. That, listen, you I can say Benzema the same thing about Ozil. But he's finishing. That's fine. Yeah, and Di Maria. But, you know, like it opening those players to make great players legends, man. And Benzema, Benzema is as much of a reason. Benzema for had his best legend. scoring year when they finished fourth. Remember that. Well, ben, that? that means when, that means somebody else might have taken a couple of months off that season. Yes. And no, Benzema that was didn't. that was last year, right? They finished fourth. Yeah. So what's wrong with that? Yeah, that's him leading the line. That's him leading the line. That's how good. That's how good he is. Dude, I'm not, we're not saying he's not a lethal. <laughs> I like Tommy. I like Tommy. He is. He is so overrated. Oh man! Overra- overrated, dude. He's not overrated. overrated. He's <laughs> How is you can have overrated. Tony, you could have him. You guys spent ninety-four million on Iguain, who's never scored in a big I'll game say, his whole life. So I'm not dude, worried I'm, about dude, it. Dude, All right? Like dude. the point is, dude, Mr. 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 The situation. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The Mr. guy Mr. is Mr. Two the guy is hold second on. rate. Mr. Two wow. in the filter. Mr. Nervous over there, Saudi. Right? He wants to take. He wants to take Milik over, dude. I'll take Benzema any freaking so, day. Let me, let me, I just yeah. want to ask one Troy, question. Do anything. I don't like Milik either. I'll I just take, want to ask I'll one take, question. I'm taking Benzema. Gabagoo, go ahead, man. Gabagoo, go ahead, bro. And I just want to ask one question. And and as a as a coach, as a player, as a fan, if you had a center forward on your team who played 25 plus games and only scored five goals. What would, you do with that? what would you do with that? Uh, who scored the other? Who scored the other goals? Shut up! I'm matter. asking one question. What would you do with that center Thank forward? Where did, where did they? When did they? What, how did they see? The, how did they end the season? Where's the assists? How they end the season? Where's the assists? Where's the layoff oh, passes? And, Where's oh, the and Carlos? Do? And Carlos? And Carlos? And Carlos just said it, dude. Giroud, right? What did he do? He didn't score Bingo. goals. Did they win the freaking Bingo. World Cup? Did they win the World Bingo. Cup? Can I ask you a question? Can yeah. I ask you a question? 11, it's eleven players, dude. You're right. Bingo. You wear a number nine shirt at Real it's, Madrid. It's, 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 I score goals. <laughs> Give me a I fucking just, break. Well, Ronaldo, Ronaldo was going right. to wear the number hold nine. Hold on, hold on, hold on. If it wasn't for Raúl, how many nines are in the game now? How many nines are in the game? Two. Thank you. Okay. Tony, so the night no. and we just talked Tony. about the nights are they're irrelevant. We now, literally dude. just talked about Tony, your high dirt. school center forward is plays 25 oh, games. We're going to bring a high scores, No, no. Your high school center forward plays 25 games and scores That's not five fair goals. though. That's not what fair. Do you do? I had a sure it is. I had a sure it is. In, a, in a league that doesn't defend and you are at the best team in the world and you are the number nine and you score five goals, you're fucking irrelevant. Come on, Come on man. bro. No. Come on, bro. I don't believe it. Especially because if that player wins hold on, tackles hold on, like hold Benzema on. does. Especially, especially when you're not even on the other team's scouting report most of the time. <sighs> okay? You're not even the second most watched guy on that team. I it's disagree. not even close. I don't really care. <laughs> He's not good. France won a World Cup without him. France won a World Cup without him. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. 
I what do you mean it. you don't I know? They it. did. I do. I know, but like, I, I feel like I feel like he would have done the same thing Giroud did. Oh, no, he wouldn't have. No, no, no. Wait a Giroud was given like a, a, a specific role, and you yeah. stuck to it. And like, I'm not discrediting. Like I, I, I was saying it earlier. You'll hear it when you edit this later, Anthony. Like what Giroud did during that World Cup allowed Griezmann to have all that space. And I think Benzema deserves the same respect for allowing Ronaldo without to question. have the space. Without question. He tried, no, he, tried to, he tried to fuck over a teammate. Fuck that guy. He tried to... Hold like, on, hold like, on, hold like, on. Like, let's not forget what he did. Quick question. Different subject. Quick question. How many times does Real Madrid win six or seven, one in the league? And he only scored five goals. <laughs> Okay, um, so moving, the, moving, <laughs> moving away from that question. So I asked us all to do a bit. It wasn't the argument, Tom. It wasn't about it him was. scoring the goal. No, it wasn't. It, was. that should, no, was. it, it wasn't him about scoring the goals, dude. So, you would sell Wayne in a heartbeat if he scored five goals in 25-plus appearances. That's what he's doing now. If he had somebody next to him. Go to the MLS. I love the these guys. We have to do this again, man. This is oh, fucking yeah. perfect. <laughs> so, uh, so I asked us all to do a bit of homework where we were going to do like our top five Italians in the Premier League. So I hope you all have your list. So oh, Carlos, Carlos, start with you and then James, you go next. Oh, oh I didn't do my homework. No, I didn't either, Anthony. <laughs> so wait, is this of all time or currently? All time in the Premier League. That's the next line. It's easy for the it's easy for the best player ever in the EPL international player. That's that's Zola for sure. By far, I, I do agree with that. King yeah. of the Blues. Yep. John Franco Zola is the best international player ever to play in EPL. Can I uh, I don't know about best international ever, but easily top three. Go for go for Tommy. You've got a you've got your list. All right, so I've got I've got Zola. Argue. Zola Di Matteo Viali Ravanelli. What? I I'm so happy you picked Ravinelli. I didn't think anybody would. But, uh, and Decanio. Just, just for that celebration. Yes. yes. Those are my five. So Zola, Ravinelli, Viali, Di Matteo, and Decanio. So the question wasn't who, who's the most racist right wing you need to see the player, the player oh in the Premier League. <laughs> yeah, can't, can't we all just, uh, you know, agree to pretend that Decanio just doesn't even exist? Oh, man. That's a good idea. Come on. Except for the fact that he scored the greatest goal in Premier League history. I know. Good like run. He's like John Rocker in baseball. I don't know if you guys are baseball guys at all, but it's yes, like John yeah. Rocker in baseball. Oh, man, he was man. a shitty fucking person, but he had some memories on the field, man. Closing well, some things up. What, what, he, what, he, scored, he scored the Karate Kid. Uh, the karate what, what, kid. What, 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 what a quote from the Roma fans. I mean, just all forget. Go to so those are my five. So, uh, Gabigol, who have you got? Uh, I think Zola... Decanio, um, I want to I want to put because I'm a big Balo fan and he's won, and he won there, so I would put Balotelli in there. Nice, right on. Um, That's who I would put too. So straight up. Uh was that is that four for me? Straight and yeah. because his because his career is the cement is still wet, and I and I, there's room to grow. And there's room for more trophies. I would, I would, Jorginho. Nice, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. But just, but just because he's still currently there, and the, the potential for his career to continue to grow. But I mean, there's better players who have played. 
So I want to make that clear before people jump on the airways and crucify me. <laughs> I, like, to, to be honest with you, sorry, sorry, buddy. Ravinelli for me was like one of the, the greatest Italians ever. Just because of what he brought, it was like a huge signing for Middlesbrough. We were a nothing team. And mm-hmm. The celebration, the goals. It, wait, it was, guys, who? Hey, wait, who did Ravinelli play for, guys? Uh, Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough. No, 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 no. Ravinelli, like the actual, you know, the team that he actually won the Champions League with. Who did he play for? Oh, uh, Middlesbrough. No, 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 no. The, no, no he won the '96. Remember, We're, Ravinelli. Fu- remember, he put it okay. He said fu- Middlesbrough. It's, it's fucking. It's fucking Voldemort. We're not going to say its name, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, Tommy Gabugu, I like that one. Now it's going to be Gabu, uh, It's going to be uh, Voldemort. You basically Voldemort. So, so, who you got, Tony? Uh, so just to be clear, guys, I, I definitely made a mistake there. I, it, I, Zola is the best Italian player to play in the EPL. Not the best, obviously. The uh, yeah, I was going to argue with about that. I yeah, was going to argue yeah, that. So, no, but to, to your credit, to your credit, I think he's top three. Like he, so Ronaldo, also, yeah, for sure. And all, yeah, and also made the, the the biggest impact too. Like think about Zola's impact yeah, when he was there, that's right? True. That's true. But I, that's it's Thierry Henry's got to be in that company. That's that was my exactly. other yeah. one. Henry put the words out my mouth. Literally ahead right. of him. Like but it was Zola Henry. Yeah, no, but Zola <laughs> and then Zola. Zola. Who did, did Henry play for? Who's that? Who did Henry play for? Arsenal. <laughs> and before that, he played uh, play for you. Play for Juve. Yeah, some team couldn't couldn't use them. They couldn't figure out how to use them. We didn't need how to use them. We didn't need them. Anyway, so yeah, Zola Zola was the best Italian player to play in the EPL without question. I'm going Ravinelli, obviously as well. Cano, I know that you guys got some issues with Cano, but he was a phenomenal player, dude. He was incredible. Yeah. Di Matteo for sure, right? And then Viali, without question. Now the other thing too that's that's funny is three players from Chelsea because Chelsea had a big Italian. Uh, influence yeah. obviously yeah. with uh, John John Luca Viali and, and let's just talk about Viali for a second, man. What a freaking professional that dude was! I mean, he was just unbelievable. He was the reason why I wore wristbands when I would play. Like I would just randomly have a wristband. I like I would tape on my like wrist around just be because I wanted to be Viali when he was at Juve and just a phenomenal player. But that's a great question because so, you know so, people forget the play- players that were there. So so I think with with Viali, just like like he came along when the Premier League was starting to take off. Yeah, it was a huge signing. I remember like he came Absolutely. along and he's a manager and he won the UEFA Cup, I think, with them as well. And yep. like when Chelsea started yep. to have money, that, that was a huge signing. And like I was like so pumped that he came and um, he, yep. he like he did a, a great job. And then obviously they, they brought in Wood Hullet and all that kind of stuff, which was a little bit later. But Viali was the kind of the start to that. I think, did he bring Zola to the Premier League? I don't I know if he brought him he there, did. but he was he was a player. I remember, he was a player. He was a player manager. Remember that too. He yeah. Was, he, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a few other Italian players that had his. Like even Matarazzi played for Everton for a little bit. Yeah, Matarazzi played. Yeah. We, we don't talk about that. Anthony, I'm, <laughs> Anthony, I'm, Anthony, I'm surprised. You, Anthony, I'm surprised you didn't say like Ogbonna. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I was, was going to mention or, or Carlo Cudicini. <laughs> I, I, I was going to mention Nicola wow. Berti. Nicola Berti played for Tottenham, so I wasn't going to mention that. So. Nicola Berti, wow. Berti, ninety-four, baby. Did he really? With the parted yeah, hair. He did. Remember Berti with the parted hair? Oh fuck! But uh, do you remember? He played for I mean, Spurs. Listen, yeah. Do you remember? Uh, if you like. Do you remember Benito Carbone who played for yeah. Carbone? Yeah. Oh yeah, Carbone was yeah. the man. You guys remember what you guys remember when Aqualani went? Oh yeah, <laughs> the worst signing of all time. Liverpool. He's terrible. <laughs> so bad. Steven, so Steven bad. Gerard finally thought he had someone to pass to. 
Was he I Torres never liked replacement? that guy. He's terrible. Huh? Was, he, was he Torres replacement? No, he was uh, Javi Alonso's replacement. Javi Alonso. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. no, but I'm saying, well, he was, was, was he no, was it was he there after like tor- like the wave no, of Torres? No, he he was no, there. No, Torres there, but he, was. Um, he literally like lasted oh, like six question. months and then they they moved him on. Two thousand. I got to look this one up. So he doesn't. It's not important. Get, it's not important. He's not good. He didn't even make the top <laughs> fifty that lad, and there was only like a hundred Italian players in the league. So <laughs> and, and, and and Keane's there right now, so we'll see. I, I guess in 2005. I, I feel like I feel like the, the best thing that's ever happened to that kid is Ancelotti coming in. Yeah, 100. percent He already 100%. looks a different 100%. player. And, uh, I want to drop 100%. one other name into this discussion, even though I wouldn't necessarily argue for top five or anything like that. Even though he's one of the top five Italian goal scorers of all time in the PL, um, but a player kind of you know classically in classic fashion kind of fell off a cliff at one point, but was fun before that it was Graziano Pedli. Oh man! Uh, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, and, and, and uh, Southampton, right? Like Southampton made like a ton yeah. of money off yeah. him to China. He no, was I love, just like I love highlight real goals. Point. Yeah, I I thought Jay Rodriguez was going to be like the next thing. I, that was oh Jay was crazy yeah. man. Oh, and then right. I think if, if correct me if I'm wrong, but I think after Pele left, they brought in Gabbiadini to try and yeah, replace and him. And yeah. Yeah. I still out, love right? him, and yeah. he I like him too. It yeah, didn't work in Napoli either, but man. I liked him. Yeah, uh, he yeah. remember uh, uh, some amazing goals with 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 uh, Sampdoria just this season. Like he's, mm. you know, he pops up everywhere. Yeah. Nice no, good uh, player. He's a good player. Remember Middlesbrough brought in as their Italian replacement, uh, Massimo Macaroni. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. And they paid like so much money for him too. He was fucking <laughs> awful. Tommy, who was that kid? Who's that kid at Man U, man? The young kid. Remember Maquetta? He was yeah. fucking amazing for like two games. I think oh, uh, wait. <laughs> he scored some beautiful fucking goals that he, season, though, man. He gave us a shout out. How could we forget? He played for United. Dude, for real? Giuseppe Rossi gave us a Giuseppe Rossi, that's right. Oh, Gigio. Oh, yeah, no, Rossi. Rossi's the guy. Who's the guy that broke the leg? I remember. That was Rossi, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Rossi yeah, had a bad injuries. But, no, bad it was an Italian player that broke his leg. I, yeah, it was Pepe Rossi. Rossi, Rossi. Yeah. Rossi, Rossi. Yeah. Rossi, yeah. Rossi. Yeah. Oh, U.S. passport as well, doesn't he? He, 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 yes, he, he, yeah. he was born in New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. Regional team together. Oh, who said that though? Tommy. Tommy, so you were on the regional team with him? So we're, yeah, we're so we were on the regional team together. <laughs> fake Italian. Before, uh, <laughs> before they had like the developmental academy and stuff like that, we had, we, it was like Olympic development program and we had, well, we're regional teams. The, the country was broken up into five regions. Um, so our region one was Maine to Virginia, like basically the East Coast and then included West Virginia. Um, and then from there you went to youth national team camps and stuff like that. So Pepe Rossi was actually on my regional team, um, for our age group. We're born the same year. Um, and the year above us had, uh, Charlie Davies and Eddie Gavin was also oh, region yeah. one. Um, so our, and then we went to actually, this is a true story. We went to national team camp and now mind you, Pepe Rossi is already playing for Parma when we're 14, back when Parma was still Parma, right? Um, and we go to national team camp and the U S national team doesn't take him because he was too small and too slow was the quote. Wow. 
<laughs> wow. That's crazy. wow. Yep. Yeah. And he was so far and away the best guy. It wasn't so, even close. Like, so, it wasn't so who, even close. who do they pick instead? Where's that going now? I don't know. I didn't get picked. I, I can tell you this. I didn't get picked either. I didn't get picked either. <laughs> he was so far and away better than everybody there. Like, I mean, he was on. He was on a on the books of a team that was playing in the UEFA Cup. Yeah. And wow. And and it was 2001, and soccer wasn't even a thing here yet. You know, like yeah. it was. Yeah. It, it was just a poor, poor decision. So that, but that, but that, 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 that guy's been through the wars. God bless him. Like he, uh, oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, you could the, the so talent sad. is. I mean, everywhere he's been, he's been successful though. Like yep. when he's actually had a good run of games, he scored at United. He, he, he did some really good things at Fiorentina. Um, he had a great too. little stint at Villarreal. I was just going to say yep. that. I mean, he's so technically gifted that he can adapt to pretty much any situation. He's incredible in tight areas. Salt Lake um, now, right? Tommy's at Salt Lake now? Yeah, he's at, he's at Real Salt Lake right now. That's right. Yeah. He's playing there? Do you guys follow any yeah. MLS team? Because you guys are from Virginia. Like, do you guys have any favorite MLS team? We're from, we're from Connecticut. Connecticut. We're from Connecticut. Okay. Oh, you guys are from the best state. Perfect. Sorry, just before you do that, James hasn't done his... Uh, James, did you do your top five Italians? Oh uh, well, you know. So I, I, uh, I think I would just. Me say Graziano Pelle. That counts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, James just kind of like dropped the bomb at the end of that. Followed one. by <laughs> James. James got Pelle, Zaza, Zapacosta. Who else? Do you have? <laughs> <laughs> there's a, listen, there's a lot more Italians that played in the Premier League than we know. Than we. Oh, like, it's crazy. Well, that's why I threw Cugini out there because like he's the best goalie ever, and like if you can break it down position by position. Dar Darmian played for United. Yeah, Mateo yeah. was Mateo was all right. I felt like he he just ended up stuck in a system that didn't fit his style. And yeah, I agree. He's another one who's done good since. Like, how, how can you forget the uh, Senate as well? Who played for Liverpool? Oh shit! Wow, yeah. what a legend that guy was. Oh, uh, James, and he, and he James played for Napoli too. God, <laughs> I remember him. I mean, I, I, I would, I would just echo, you know, Zola, Viali, and actually Ravinelli, and and then, um, you know, just give a little more love to Ballo because I just he's one of my yeah. favorite players. Oh, ever. Like we, we any, any country. We were ragging on him the other day, but he's yeah. fucking fun to watch, though. Like, let's let's be honest here. Like, I mean, every yeah, time you yeah. play against United, like you're just waiting for something to happen. And um, I yeah. remember watching. Uh, was it was it the Euros or the World Cup when he scored against England? Uh, like the, it was the World Cup, Cup, yeah, World Cup. The, the, the pub was yeah. like packed full of English people, and there was like three or four Italian guys in the corner just minding their own business and <laughs> sipping on espresso. <laughs> else yeah, yeah. I will, I will uh, say I, that I, game. I remember vividly Candreva gave Liam Baines the business. Yeah, and Did then, he, and then the, like he literally took ended Leighton Baines. Because everybody was like Leighton Baines at left back over Ashley Cole. Leighton Baines. Leighton Baines. How was that, how was that, even, a how was that even a conversation? Ashley Cole. Well, oh, Ashley, to, to be fair, Ashley was kind of like. I agree with you, Anthony. <laughs> and and Leighton Baines was like whipping in crosses and, and sniping free kicks. Yeah. So I mean, I remember that. Game. Yeah, but he but he looks like he could have played a Hobbit in Lord of the Rings. I remember. I remember that game. <laughs> sorry about I, especially that. when you got Gary Neville on the other flank, it's like <laughs> sorry. I sorry, love guys, man. I, I love gonna, Gary. Uh, Talk over oh, there, keep man. going, Anthony. Keep going. I, I, I was just gonna say, like, I mean, I mean, he just looks like he just walked out of like an Oasis concert. 
just like wondering what the fuck he's up to, you know? And then you've got Ashley Cole just ki- killing, killing Ronaldo every fucking chance. Oh, but like, but you know what I mean? Like, it's but you're like, right, you're right. Like, you watch like what he did against yeah. Ronaldo. Like, I've never seen anybody mark Ronaldo like that before. He fucking, he kept him in his pocket. Got, whoa, then, whoa, no, listen, Ashley, Ashley Cole was big time. Hold on. Gattuso, Gattuso marked the shit out of Ronaldo in the, when Man U played uh, AC Milan. So let's a, don't... That was a fair game. You don't disrespect Reno Gattuso ever. Reno Gattuso is at the highest Listen, level. I felt so bad that I didn't know his nickname. He marked the shit out of one of my favorite fucking players. When did Gattuso ever play directly against Ronaldo? It just seems like... Man, you the Champions League, Man United, Man United, um, AC Milan. You know, you know that <laughs> moment when that, when Kaká headed the ball between two of the Kaká. Oh, now see, you know that moment, like in those games yeah. when they matched up. Because I'll never forget that for the for at all. Listen, hey, you know, kids <laughs> will watch that video. That's only the second. <laughs> that's only the second pinch. You got me early with a pinch, but that's only the second pinch. So I can't. I can't going be going back to Balo, two so dominated him that game. My favorite memory time. of Balo still has to be. The, the story of the halftime speech with him and Mourinho. The yellow card. Have you guys heard this story? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Actually, my God. He spent the whole, I think, the Andy, whole. You didn't hear the story? I, 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 I haven't heard it. Mind. You have to tell him. What? Oh. You tell him. You tell him. Paulo yeah. has a yellow card, and Mourinho spends 14 out of the 15 halftime minutes telling Balotelli, oh, yeah. do, do not get provoked. Do not get a second yellow. If they That's hit right. you, do nothing. If they say something to you, say nothing. If the referee makes a call, just drop back. Don't do anything. I have no other forwards. Everyone's injured. You're the only forward I have. Five minutes later, Balo gets a second yellow. <laughs> <laughs> like Mourinho, Mourinho's playing it very funny with his accent, like Mario. Yeah. <laughs> no, Mourinho, there's a video of Mourinho yeah, yeah. telling the story. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it, it reminds me of the uh, of Steven Gerrard against United. Do you remember, like, he came uh, on yeah. within, like, 30 seconds? Oh, he got we can't let off. this fucking slip. Or no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, never mind. Yeah, that was never mind. Who would they play? That was Newcastle? When Gerard uh, slipped. Oh, that was no, Chelsea. 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 Oh, yeah. Demba Bascord. Demba Bascord. I forgot that one. But guys, Gerard moment is when he assisted Henri. But going back to the Balotelli yeah, thing, right? <laughs> and me and, Tom, me and Tommy have talked about me and Tommy have talked about Balotelli. We want nothing more than this guy to be successful because obviously the oh, best, the most, the, the most dangerous player that we will have on the Italian national team, believe it or not, if he wakes up, is Balotelli. Yep. He's the most dangerous close. We'll have. It's not, not even close. even close. But we, but we want we, the thing is what we're afraid of is what happened with Cassano. And the emotional part of, you know, it takes over, you know, when Cassano was this, he was going to be the next Baggio, which we thought would never, ever happen. And it didn't happen because obviously Cassano didn't pan out, but we want nothing more than Balotelli to, to, to do, uh, you know, have, have the success. And what happened with Brescia, which we thought was going to be a great signing and him going back home and, and obviously now them getting relegated, you know, the only upside was, was Tonali. And we saw that that development was there and we're going to have this great midfielder. Now, unfortunately he's going to enter and, They'll probably ruin him just like they ruined Pirlo. But, uh, <laughs> um, but facts, just, big facts. We want Balotelli to, you know, and we're hoping that he goes to another city team that's up, you know, with a Euro, you know Europa League spot, something like that. And because I'll be honest with you, I just don't think Balo's set for a big team like, you know, uh, you know, a top team, a top four team, because I think that 
from the emotional side of it, I just don't think he can deal with it. I think he has to be like kind of that, you know, the attention on him and, and, and be that guy. But I, think, I, the worst thing, I think the worst thing he can do is sign for another Italian team. He needs to leave. Yeah. After yeah. what's happened, um, yeah, especially with this chairman and all that yeah. kind of stuff, he, he yeah. needs to leave. Like he was doing yeah. great in France before he moved back to Italy. So but, I, I honestly think that like, you know, a top six team in France or, like uh, England's going to be another disaster for him. This is just we, said, we said not, we said Napoli. France already, though. But we said Napoli and Atalanta would be phenomenal yeah, for Balotelli. Um, I would take him at Napoli already. Napoli and Atalanta would be awesome for Balotelli. I just think that Napoli... Where, so, where was he in France? Was it Nice? Marseille and Nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice and yeah. Marseille. Nice and yeah. Marseille, yeah. That's right, that's right. I forgot about Marseille. Yeah, I knew he was well, at Nice. Now, but now that my Marseille. club in France is promoted up to league, huh? he, can, he can come over to RC Lens anytime. Okay. <laughs> oh, nice. actually play nice. in the MLS because like this this whole conversation mm-hmm. started about us joking about him doing a heel in America why not <laughs> go to the MLS because he's still young enough to play at a high level I he's see, he's well, but, but, but how old is he? he, he could 29. be the highest paid 29? yeah he yeah. still has some oil no, on the tank has he thought, about, per- I, I, has he thought about Peru? was that? Balotelli <laughs> in Peru? If we can afford it, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, don't make fun. Like, uh, like, every club club. like you guys have a, what's this guy from Peru? La Padula. Padula from... Yeah, yeah Luca, he used to play for Pescara. He's half Peruvian, half Italian. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, he plays for call, Leche. He plays yeah, for Leche. Leche, Leche, Leche. Leche now. So they call him for the national team and he's just like, no. And then, like, he played for Italy, but he never, he, like, he wasn't in, in, in the bench. Yeah. We wanted him to be one of our strikers, right? Yeah. And yeah. then uh, we made it to the World Cup to France that we we qualify, and then he show interest, and we tell him like no. Like <laughs> <laughs> when we needed him, like he was playing hard, but they never called he him. Back. A, he was another one of the bad decisions at AC Milan, wasn't he? So yeah. So uh, quick, quick question for you: is, So the just because we've got Roma fan on here. Do you think the most iconic moment in Italian football history was the Rossi saying to the bench or to the manager, why the Ventura. fuck are you, send, the fuck are you sending me on and not? <laughs> so when so when that was happening, I get I, Tommy, correct me if I'm wrong, in Gabagool, it was Insigne that was on the bench as well. Yeah, right. That's right. Yeah, Insigne was supposed to be going in. And listen, it's it was... No, 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 let me correct you. Insigne wasn't supposed to be going in. Insigne was supposed to be starting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, almost a fuck. shouldn't be he starting unless he's hurt. One yeah, of the best fucking forwards I've ever seen, man. Listen, it's it's that the Italians there. There's those times they want to play it safe, right? And that that whole situation, they tried to play it safe and go with the older, which they should have completely just started anew, brought in a new wave of players, those young players, because now we wouldn't be talking about all right, is Mancho going to do a good job in this Euro? And obviously, we have another additional year for them to develop. But it wouldn't have been a discussion like that. It would have been like, all right, these guys are ready to go. So, you know, that that year, Ventura, he's he's not even – we don't even know where he is. He's eating cannolis somewhere. I have no idea. But that, that – <laughs> Anthony, Anthony that, that day, that day, literally, I think every Italian fan was literally in their, their living room, like, having that conversation with their hands and, like, screaming at Ventura, like, what are you doing? Don't put him in. You know, everybody felt that. It, it was – it was at the Saudi level of what Saudi did the other day and what Conti did the other day. And, it was then, and again, stupidity at the highest level. And it's not because we don't love Darossi. We love Darossi. No, oh, absolutely. But absolutely. 
but like, come on, we need a goal. We need to win the game. Like you need your best player on the field. That's why we loved it. even more of what he was, yeah. he, he, went, he yeah, mouthed yeah. it right back off to him. He yeah. said, dude, what are you doing? What are you doing? Himself. Like, like, that's the thing though. It's like, you, you, like sometimes like you look at decisions in your life, like that, you know, your managers make and stuff like that. And you're just like, right. what the fuck is this guy up to? And to take time the balls to actually say it to them takes a lot. And the fact that you hadn't warmed up, for like the last 15 minutes and then suddenly was being thrown in there. This- but but all, all these players go through this, right? So these players that obviously when they started their careers young, they have these top managers, right? The Rossi's playing with Lippi at the national team, right? So when you're at, uh, when you're getting older in your career and you become this, you know, this legend at a club and you're t- and a co- coach is, he's at, he's the Rossi's at a higher level than what Ventura is. So he has more yeah. of a say to any of these players, you know, so he should have really took the, you know, it'd been like back to, to take the back seat for that and been like, yeah, you know what? He's right in this situation. And coaches need to do that sometimes too, where it's listen to a player. They see something tactically that might be, you know, that they might change or whatever. And, but again, thanks for bringing up a terrible situation there. Andy. <laughs> that was, it's, it's, what do, yeah. it's what I do. Terrible, terrible situation. That isn't even my, that isn't even my vote for greatest, uh, for greatest De Rossi moment, because that's got to be going into old man makeup to get into the Corva suit. <laughs> that was yeah. awesome. Yes. That was awesome. Yes. I, I actually that have a really question for James, well, actually. How, how, how did De Rossi end up in Argentina? It just seems such a random place for that guy to end up ever. in. Boca, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I, I think the, there's, there's, there was a number of things that went into that, but I just feel like he's such a a one club man and the only way he would go join another club is in another hemisphere. Like, <laughs> but he <laughs> said he wanted to play Libertadores. That's why it was either, it was either Bucket or it. Brisbane Roar. <laughs> yeah. I, I, guys, I will, I will say that when Berossi made that, that, uh, you know, the choice to go to Boca, I thought it was an awesome thing because you obviously yeah, you don't see too. a lot of what you, what you do see is, you know, Argent, Argentina and Italy are very, very close. They're very close. Really? A lot of Argent, very, well, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying that I'm saying there's a lot of Argentine players that come to Italy and they, you know, Cameronese obviously was, was Argentine and, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? So, but I think that the fact that Rossi went there, it's also kind of, you know, could pave the way for some Italian players that, you know, are, are going near the end of their career and they're going to go there to Argentina because obviously that would help with, you know, with, with finances and stuff like that, Italian players going there, a top level player like Dorossi, whatever, you know, you see Tevez going back, you know, so I thought it was a good thing that he did that. You know what I mean? And it, and it kind of paves the way for other players. As well. it's, it's just, it's just so random though, isn't it? Like, like it was, it was random. It yeah. was random. I agree. Like, you know, like I, I, I wanted I, to play. That I know the, I, too. He said that. Yeah. I know the Seedorf went to Brazil. So I, yeah. I guess I, I can see where it comes from. It's just, it's just totally random to me. I, I well, guess. Seedorf won every. Sadov went everywhere else, man. He had to win yeah. somewhere else, man. He won in every freaking country there is. Sadov, but now and still kicked ass because he's a legend. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So coming coming to the end of our, our time here, guys. Uh, it's, it's been emotional. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's a word, I guess. <laughs> so, so, so obviously we've had the. Um, the Copa Italia over the weekend and stuff like that. Coming back into the into Syria, like so, what what do you think is what do you think is going to happen? Because it's it's not that Juve aren't as far away as um, as they normally are in the league. Do you actually think Juve are going to win it this year, or do you think they're actually going to get <laughs> to the post? Or sure, but anyway, with the with the with the Scudetto, 
I told Tommy this. I haven't been this frustrated with a Juve. And we're first place, by the way. I haven't been this frustrated with a Juve team since Del Neri was there. And that's when we finished seventh place. And then, and then obviously, you know, Conti came in and, and the rest is history. And then Allegri came in and, and did his thing. But it's been very frustrating because, you know, Saudi is a, is a coach that if he's coaching another team and obviously what he did with Napoli was phenomenal. The team there was unbelievable. And, and these new waves of tactics, that's not Juve's DNA. What he's trying to implement right now, the, the, the reason Juve is in first place is because of what Dybala has done, which, by the way, we tried to get rid of Dybala. Uh, obviously with Ronaldo's done, we have a strong def, uh, uh, defense, you know, the goalkeeper, the whole thing with uh, Chesney and stuff and Buffon filling in as well. But, it, but in all honesty, it, it, it hasn't been the Juve of what I grew up with. And it, and it's in the DNA has been lost. We're not winning because of Saudi ball. There has not been one time that it's been a high press and and retaining the ball immediately, or it hasn't been that it, it's been, you know, obviously our top players, um, and I know you guys want to throw in, well, you're getting PKs and what you can do all that shit if you want. I really could care less. I deal with it as a UV fan all my life, but, uh, I, I don't, I don't see us winning it this year. I really don't. I don't. Tony, think I have enough. a serious question though. Like, okay, uh, go ahead. you know, so, yeah, they are playing sorry ball, right? So I, I feel like the coach is one factor in why they're different this year in this kind of weird way. I honestly think that. Uh, having Ronaldo there is just a huge factor that's kind of kind of sent them off their kind of usual. Right, right. I don't think I don't think if Ronaldo's there, you're gonna. I don't even think Saudi's with the team yeah. anymore. Yeah, I you agree. know what I'm saying because it's 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 been it hasn't been. You know, when Allegri was coach, it wasn't pretty. And the funny thing is now people talk about you know Juve's not playing pretty. When has Juve played this with at, at the Lattes? We haven't done. We got the job done about. You know, so the fact that now they, they, they're going back and saying, well, we got to play this pretty ball, that, 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 that sucked. And now that we have Ronaldo, because again, I bring this up all the time on the show. I was that 14 year old kid that was wearing a Juve jersey in high school. And everybody was like, well, yo, why are you wearing a ref jersey, dude? Like, why, yo, yo, you work at Foot Locker? Like, nobody knew who the freak Juve was, right? But now when I'm wearing a jersey, it's like, oh, yo, you're an old Ronaldo fan. And like, you break my heart. Yeah, you know I mean? it's like I'm not. I didn't. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not like you know the majority of the Man City are, are fans. Are you a Ronaldo fan? I'm not a Ronaldo fan. I feel right? like you only started supporting the UVA because Ronaldo. No, no, I'm not a man. I'm not like a Man City fan. You know the Man City <laughs> yeah. fans out there now, now just became Man City fans for the last ten years, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm a, I've been a that's, fan that's, that's why Carlos has a Real Madrid jersey on I watch. I watch Madrid since I was ten years old when I saw Redondo Raul. Yeah. The bad times, you know? So are you, but I don't, Carlos I don't is 17 is what he's saying. 18, yeah. 19, 20? Mm-hmm. On me, I'm 37, I, bro. <laughs> there it is. There it and, is. And for, and for the city, yeah, because honestly, not having it these last three months has been absolutely heartbreaking. For the city, yeah's sake, I think it would be a good thing for, uh, you know, like maybe a Lazio or an Atalanta or a Napoli mm-hmm. to win. I think it would be an awesome thing or, to see that. Rome. Inter, uh, Rome, again, if Juve's Juve's cha- is Champions League. That's what they, we want. We want Champions League. We have a bad, you know, we're we're, we're known for uh, you know having uh, the most uh, runners-up trophies in the Champions League. Ever since Dortmund, the loss to Dortmund, um, you know, three-one, we haven't been able to, to to get rid of those demons, and that's what we brought Ronaldo in yeah. for. So we we don't lose this. If we lose the Scudetto this year, you know, it's not going to be uh, you know life or death. Um, but uh, you know, again, it's tough. I think that James made a, a really good point there that it's like it's that they've tried to change everything to suit Ronaldo rather than right. trying to get Ronaldo to fit their system. 
But Ronaldo, but the funny thing is with Saudi, right? Ronaldo is not someone that's going to go retain the ball back immediately, right? Yeah. When he was implementing, Saudi implemented that to Napoli, right? Or Alan, players like Alan, Inler, all those players bought into that system and were phenomenal at doing that. Winning the ball back immediately, retaining the ball, keeping possession, and, and being efficient with it. Ronaldo is not, Bebala, these guys, Ramsey, those guys are not going to retain the ball immediately. They don't know how to do that. You see it. And he's trying to play Pjanic as this regista. You know, I'm shocked that he didn't bring uh, Jorginho in his suitcase, you know, when he came over from Chelsea because he, Jorginho travels wherever he goes, you know. So he doesn't have that regista to play in that role. I would take I would take Ilan, uh, uh, Alan over uh, uh, anybody right now. I think Alan's phenomenal because he obviously Gattuso is having issues with him. He didn't start him the other day. I know Gabagool and Tommy didn't like the fact that, you know, he didn't start. But there's a lot of is issues Is that because there. Gattuso's the worst? No, nah. Now, now, now uh, you got to end the show. No, now I'm you got to end. The show. I, 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 <laughs> now you got to end. But what are we like an hour and forty six minutes in, and there's the first Gattuso fucking insult, Anthony? <laughs> I'm sorry. If you love, if you love Kino, dude, you can't say shit about Gattuso. Amen. Do you miss? Do you miss Pogba and Arturo Vidal? I think. Pogba, I think. I think the worst thing that Pogba did was leave Juve. Yeah. I think the worst thing he did. He was oh, phenomenal. Yeah. He was he, phenomenal. He knows, it, he knows himself too, right? You can tell. He's trying to he was phen- he was yeah, he knows. phenomenal at you. So, yeah. That was right there as well. Go ahead, Tom. So that was a long-winded way of saying, no, you're not going to win the title. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I think, and I, I do believe that, that Juve will find a way to win the league, unfortunately. Um, and I think the teams in the Copa Italia, especially Napoli and Juve, are going to have a massive advantage because you talk about three months off and – some behind the door, close, whatever scrimmages, but they've played two real games that mean something um, that have emotions in it and have real fitness and match fitness in it. Um, and I think that that's actually going to carry you when, when you think about the beginning of a season, it won't have an effect right away, but you have nine games. And when you're three, four games in and the other team you're playing has played one game, Good. your match fitness and your match sharpness is a massive difference. So I think Juve gets the edge over Lazio in that. Um, I think Inter is too far away. But I also believe that that Lazio-Atalanta tie that opens their rest of their season is a huge measuring stick. Because if Atalanta can get a draw, then the league's over. It's over. Because Juve will have played four games by the time Lazio's played two. And that's a big advantage going into your fifth and sixth game when the team you're competing against a title for has only played two games. And they have to win every game pretty much. Yeah. And they have to yeah, win. They have to the catch final. them. So your match, your match sharpness is so much greater when you've played an extra 180 to 270 minutes than your team you're, you're, you know, you're fighting a title against. So that's, that's why I think that Juve will eventually win it. The listeners won't see this, but we have to shut out Gabagool for holding that goddamn belt on his shoulder for <laughs> hours. They, they will see that. I, I'll, I'll make sure. Oh, you're going to do this? I okay. Took, so I took a, I took rest, a picture. Rest okay. Yeah. It just fits perfectly. Yeah. Have you practiced? Uh, have you practiced I, this? Dude, what? I mean, when you're a champ, it just fits. Yeah. <laughs> um, Guys, no, just, so. Oh, God. God. I will. I will. No. So I will say this. So um, I, I think. What, what do you think about Aaron Ramsey? Tipping into uh, Juve, it's like the most bizarre signing of all time. It's it, I, I don't know. I don't know what to. Th- I listen. All I know is I would see a new signing and I would pray to God that it didn't say midfielder, right? Because all we did 
was just by a plethora. And I'll be honest with you, this is the one thing that I'll give to Saudi, right? <laughs> what the hell should he do? If you look at the bench, man, it's it's ridiculous. The amount of players that they bought of the same position and, and basically for, for, for whatever, I, I have no idea what they were thinking. And to be honest with you, we could be in such a terrible state right now if Dybala actually said, you know what, I don't want to play for you, man. And he and he actually left yeah, in no the kidding. beginning of the year because yeah. we'd be, he's supposed we'd be, to, he's supposed we'd be to Tottenham, screwed. Right? He? he was supposed to go to Tottenham, absolutely. You know, so or United <laughs> or United, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, we would two we bad be, decisions. And and again, <laughs> fuck you. Dybala <laughs> definitely <laughs> called Pogba and was like, "Yo, what's a lake over there?" Pogba's like, "Mate, don't come." The worst thing you can do is go to North London. Fuck that. I'm going, going next year, anyways. I'm <laughs> going back. Going back with Ramsey, I mean, there were some glimpses here and there when he gets it, when he gets a start or you know whatever, it gets to, it gets in the game. But I, I don't see again. He's a goal I, scorer, right? Like he, he's, he's, he's a goal scorer, and I, I just can, think I just think that like haven't seen him play for like yeah, yeah they haven't sh- he haven't re- he hasn't really gotten the the opportunity yeah. to be honest with you for. Um, He's not. But, the, he's for not, me, that was an not, economical signing. That was a yeah. typical economical Juve signing. Yep. They are the best manipulators of the transfer market in the world. They signed guys for free and sell them for right? rules of money. Rabio, yeah, Rabio. And they're gonna they're gonna sell them for four. Ramsey will get sold for forty million this year, and they'll go, okay, we made thirty five million on that deal. Me, me and Tommy, me and, Tom, me and Tommy, we've talked about this a hundred times, and it's 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 just infuriating, right? Bet Betancourt and Matuidi, there should be never one time that they don't start a game and play the majority of the game. Big those time. two play those two players are the midfield and they should be there the whole time. If he wants to put Betancourt as more of the regista and puts Pjanic, which Tommy said a million times when he was at Roma and he played off of the uh, the forwards, that's where Pjanic is supposed to play. The guy can score goals and he can set up goals closer to the closer He's to so the goal. In, in, right. so and at Leon. And at Leon. But but for whatever reason, Saudi, right? Don't forget, this is the guy who put the best six in Golo Conti, okay, and put him as an eight. The best <laughs> six in the freaking game and had the balls. Now, again, give him credit because he's got the balls, as Tommy always talks about with Saudi. He puts him as an eight. He's the best six in the world and puts him as an eight. So that's what this guy does in terms of with Pjanic. He's like, no, you're going to play as a regista. But it's like, but that's not what he can play. If we put Matuidi, they put Bentancourt, and they put Pjanic, but Pjanic in more of an attacking role, I think we'll have a more solidified uh, yeah. midfield. But if you keep switching the midfield with the 15 midfielders that we have, how are you going to get a connection? I he- how are I you going to get understanding? I heard Asari tried to put Ronaldo in goal, so it kind of says a lot. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think Lampard did the same thing, but he doesn't get crap art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but I just, I just don't understand, like, what, like, why Sari was such a big draw for for Juventus. Like, why did they go out and headhunt them? He was, he was, he, no, he, he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't okay he wasn't, with Chelsea and all that. Kind he of wasn't head, he wasn't headhunted. He was oh, their he, third. He, he, he wasn't. He was their third, fourth choice. He was not his, their first choice. Second they, choice. they, they did everything they could to get Pep Guardiola. Everything they could. And that wasn't going to happen, right? Well, obviously, Pep was going to stay with Man City for another couple of years or whatever it is. They really wanted Pochettino, right? They really wanted him as well. They wanted Inzaghi. Uh, there was talks about Zidane as well, and, and Tommy's talked about it as well. Zizou would potentially come to Juve. I think that would be a, you know, a decent uh, signing for him as well. But Saudi was not the first choice. There's no way he was the first choice. I, I, you know, 
Chelsea made a killing on it, to be honest. Like, I mean, yeah, like, they've, yeah, like, yeah. like Juve paid a huge release clause and like right. they literally brought in Frank Lampard, who has done okay, I suppose. But Especially that issue that he had with Kepa. <laughs> oh my God. What a, what a fucking joke that is. Have you ever seen a goalkeeper that's, like, like act that way before? That's but but gentlemen, that's players nowadays, man. That would never happen. Like I, I was I'm thinking about is this right? Would that ever happen to Trapattoni at Juve? If 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 Trapattoni's on the sideline and a player does that, how quickly that got, that player never plays soccer ever again, never plays football ever again. Like that that's, that's and now the, and the, guy, the kid started the kid started the next game. But you have to remember though that like everybody's like an asset, you know. We were talking yeah, to yeah, we were talking yeah. to one of the guys from uh, one of the Canadian Premier League teams there the other day. He was like the the president or slash management consultant, and he said it himself. He's like, players are assets, and you have to treat them as such. Which is right. crazy when you think about that they're actual human beings. But it kind of makes sense, though, right? I mean, like at the end of the day, like if X amount of players worth twenty or thirty million. Like yeah. you kind of have to still put them in the window because right. you know if you want to get rid of them out of your club, you have to sell them, right? And some managers are good with that. Example: Zidane. Sisu has to treat egos. Like he 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 came to Madrid. Like we, think, you got think, Ronaldo, think, you got a lot of like you got Cross, you got a lot of stars, right? Those think think about Carlos. Think about it. Like how can how can Ronaldo, like Tony Cruz, or any of those guys say anything to Zidane? Zidane's going to be like, fuck you, I'm better yeah. than you. <laughs> you know he walks. But you have Sisu as a coach. He walks and, and you're like, I pee myself. I'm like, holy shit. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Fuck, man. You know, Sisu, though, like, man. To Tony's credit, though, like, that's the manager. He's telling you to get off the field. Where's the where's the captain to be like, yo, well, yo, oh, yo yeah, I was about to say with the generational shift. Like, like yo, where's the captain? Where's the locker room leader? Because yeah. I tell you what. Reno would have grabbed him by the scruff of the oh. neck and be like, "You get off the field." You know, all those guys forget it, man. It would, they, it would like, have been dude, a, they would not, a joke. They wouldn't have had it, man. So I, I think, I think honestly, I think that was the moment where Sadi's like, "You know what? If I leave this place, I don't care." Like, if like the rest of the locker room doesn't back him, yeah, that's a problem. And and just like you said, Carlos, and I do think what you said is so accurate that because Zidane is such a legend at Madrid those players won't dare to talk to him. And I think you now see that at Chelsea with Lampard. Mm-hmm. Like those players, those younger players, Mount, Abraham, like... They, yeah, they but he's also coaching like a, kids that are 14 like years old too. They don't know what the... <laughs> no, but they look at him like a legend and they're like, okay, like, you know, like... When you look at the crew they're trying to bring in, they're trying to bring in Timo Werner. They've got the... Um, who's the guy from Ajax that they got? Zayic. Zayic. Yeah. Who's like, unbelievable. They're, they're, they're going to be like incredible players. And you're right. It's like, you know, they're, they're coming to a club where there's a legend in charge. And like... Frank Lampard, his only experience was at Derby, and he did okay, I suppose. But it, it, I think that means a lot to, to people that he's in charge. So I, like, I, I honestly don't think if it was John Terry in charge, they'd have the same kind of respect because John T- Terry's a piece of shit. But you know, but, I mean? guys, but guys, the tactical the tactical approach is going away from the game. You know what I mean? So now you're going to see a lot more legends getting signed to teams because, again, as Carlos just alluded to, is that it's just controlling the locker room. It's just controlling ego. It is. That's what it is. You know, so you're, again, you're seeing, you know, you're looking at a Liverpool right now who's been, they've been phenomenal, right? Unbelievable. But if you look at a Trent Alexander-Arnold and you look at Robertson, you're telling me those guys are good 1v1 defenders? 
right? No, so if you're looking at it, you're looking at, but they fit a system, but, though, right? That's that's like they fit the exactly, system. But I'm exactly saying, the way that exactly the way that Nesta and, and Maldini did, right? The game system. is sh- the game is now shifting into that more attack minded, whatever. But there's not that much of an tactical approach and a controlling of the game. You know what I'm saying from that standpoint, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? What I'm seeing you from look, that. You look at like, you know, the only reason that Trent Alexander and Robertson actually exists is because Van Dijk is there, right? Like, and exactly. When you have that kind of, when you have that insurance, absolutely. When you have that insurance with Van Dijk, absolutely. You can do that, but, and they can take those chances. But again, I, I see more now where those uh, Lampard legends of clubs are going to start taking over teams because again, it's just really managing egos. And I don't see that much of a tactical approach you know, obviously what you see a lot in the city out right now, you know what I mean? Where it's a big, I mean, the city out lifespan of a coach is six months. You're not, you're, you're done. That's you're gone. Fucked. That is totally it, you, you, you know what I mean? The, the, the city out is so, there's so much pressure on a city out coach from a tactical standpoint. They, they see you coming a mile away. If they see your games for, you know, are you, are you really managing this game? Are you really controlling the game with what you have? Are you adapting? If you don't do that, you ain't going to last in the city. Out. It's just not going to exist. Period. You know, and that's 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 what we love about the city, man. That's what we love about well, it. Like, where where, where where do they, where, what do they need to do to change that, though? You know, it's like obviously you can't keep going on with having managers being sacked every six months. Like, it it, it looks bad for the league for starts. Yeah. It looks bad for the ownership. It looks bad for the players. Like, where'd you go from there? I don't know. It seems to be Chelsea's philosophy to sack managers. So. No, but like, like that's true. And but at the same time, though, like you look at the Serie A, as you just said that like every six months you're sacking somebody. Like, yeah. How to stop that? Like, is the fans that are, are driving this, or is it like the the ownership, or like it, it just seems crazy? I think the that. players and agents have more power than they've ever had in the game before. That's what I think it actually is. I think as 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 generations go on, and we we don't teach as much accountability to the kids and to, and to everybody growing up all over the world. This is how it's changed. It's you see it in everyday life, coaching youth players, the lack of accountability from people's parents and teach school teachers see it. It mm-hmm. is frightening. And I think it's gotten to that point as adults where, I mean, just, just look at what's going on across our country right now. Um, and it's, it's gotten to everywhere. Um, and I think, agents and players they just they just have more power than managers and i think the realization is that until the manager comes to terms with that then it's going to continue to happen there's really only probably three managers in the world that probably have any sort of clout right now with their clubs and you'd look at zidane pep and club and that's probably it nobody else is really safe but but i still feel that zidane's still on that wobble you know what I mean it's kind of funny I don't like think that. so because I think I think he only went back because they've said to him you can do whatever you want they just like, put out he, they just put out a stat he, he, as a trophy he, for 20 oh, he wouldn't have gone back I don't think if I don't I, think he would have gone back for nothing let's put it that way I, I, or just to like, be status quo is what it was before I, I feel like if it wasn't for COVID like this summer well, uh, Madrid would have gone on a crazy spending spree they would have like literally like bought anybody possible because the thing is with those guys is that they'll buy the players but they need to know that they're going to win stuff right and the dance has proved time and time again that's exactly what they'll do thank you all for hanging out um, thank so, you yeah, guys it's, no, it's, it's been a pleasure guys thank you guys so much for having us be safe uh, thank you to all our guests this week 
You can check out the Siri A-Holes podcast at all good podcast hosts. Make sure to follow the lads as well on Instagram as their account is hilarious and amazing. Thanks again to all our listeners. Your support is really appreciated. It's why we do this. Don't forget to check out our new store. We've got plenty of swag over there. Head to redbubble.com and search for Down the Pub Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. So until next time, cheers. You've been listening to the Down the Pub Podcast, recorded in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.